Talk Live. And we're back. And we're happy that you're tuning in and listening to this Sunday night edition of Free Talk Live. We are a live call-in radio program, so the telephone number, should you wish to join us, is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it is myself, the authentic Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass Buckshot Esquire, if you will. Joining me. It's Nikki. And Reggie Rich. The usual crew is here. Tis. Or, I mean, depending on, you know, I know we're unusual people, you know, so I don't know if getting away we with We are unusually usually here. We're the, the, the usual, usual cast of oddities. The usual cast of unusual people, yes. Or at least, I mean, not to us. To us, we're usual, right? We I'm always like this. We're, we're around us frequently enough that we yeah. know each other and this is just how we are. Gosh yeah. darn waiters. Surprisingly, I don't have many normal friends. So this I still, is kind of just the vibe. I still do. And like I, I make a point. Keeps them separate. I, I make a yeah, point to, yeah. to keep in touch with them. Yeah. So that like I think it's important to remember your roots. Right. Remember where you came from. Nary two friend groups shall cross. Yeah. So what, but no, what, is, what are we using for the definition of normal? Because I was just mm, talking about weirdos. Uh, no, like I'm, they can still be a statist or whatever. No, but. I'm talking about non-statists like we okay, are yes. versus like people who are still sort of stuck in the, you know. The, the government paradigm, yeah. right? They haven't quite escaped the, the, the thought process, the fog of statism. They haven't quite uh, realized that government is not necessary. Yeah, I would say that most of my friends are on the cusp. Like even my childhood friends. I had, I had one uh, girl maybe like four years ago be like, have you ever heard of libertarianism? <laughs> and I'm like, no way. I just heard about that, too. And we kind of like embarked. It was actually two of my. It was just a weird coincidence. But She's holding up three fingers, by the three, way. Three. Well, yes, because I'm the third one. I'm okay. the one in the middle. But um, <laughs> it was just a very strange coincidence. Well, it took her two times. <laughs> so we kind of embarked on the journey to like the philosophies of freedom. Like yeah. I was already always, you know, an anarchist, but it was more like left were you, were you always an anarchist like yeah i mean we're all born that way and then we kind of get tainted with the public school system well, yeah or our I, parents I tell people all the time but... that everyone's born anarchist and atheist until people start yeah. lying to them yep yep pretty much so um but yeah so most of my friends even the ones that still believe in the state and, yeah. and use the systems they they're kind of on you know they're like hmm this doesn't seem quite right. Maybe they're not all the way there yet. Yeah. But I don't think I have any friends that are like, well, maybe I have a few that are like fully bought into the system. Like we could not survive without the government. The government's good. Military's good. Right. I might have a couple of people like that. But there's there's several people no. in my social circle from back in the Seattle area that are full on like, no, we got to have the government controlling these bankers. And it's like, yeah, yeah. you're kind of missing the point, bro. You know, yes, banks are evil, central banks specifically, uh, but it's the government that has the guns, right? So whether the government's controlling the banks or the banks are controlling the governments, that's really irrelevant, right? But they don't recognize government as the enemy. They recognize government as the thing that's going to battle on behalf of the people to the evil banks 
when yeah. like no they're in bed together they're the the government banking cooperative is the reason why humanity is suffering so well, a lot of people are, you know, anti-corporation, right? right. They don't like corporations, That's right? But they don't ever think about the United States as a corporation, right? Which it is, yes. So I also don't like that corporation. Yeah, and like if there's one corporation that has the largest monopoly yeah. on, well, anything, uh, that is the one. The so. one to rule them all. <laughs> I uh, we're 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 kind of celebrating something today as well. I Uh-oh. didn't tell you guys about this, uh, or I'm kind of celebrating. You can join me in the celebration if you Ooh. like. Uh, technically tomorrow, uh, it's Labor Day. Okay. Uh, technically tomorrow, since I'm not on the show tomorrow, uh, would be my four year free talk live anniversary. Wow. Well, happy anniversary. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty happy about that. Happy anniversary to you and Ian. Yeah. uh, (laughs) We actually talked about that on last night's free talk live that. That Ian also it's a weekend celebration m- yeah, moved I'm the show on a Labor Day weekend, right? You know, twenty two years or whatever it was, uh, and then um, something else happened too on on the Labor Day weekend that we talked about. Uh, wait, I was wait, hang on, I missed that. What happened on Labor the Day? The show, the show moved from Florida from Florida to oh, Keene, New Hampshire, cool. on the Labor Day weekend well, as well. So happy anniversary to Ian and Keen. Yes, right. Yes, absolutely. And, and only missed like one episode during that whole moving process. <laughs> yeah, that's impressive. Okay. Yeah. So like broke down the entire studio. Yeah. After a show. Yeah. Skipped a day and then was back live like the next day. Yeah. Honestly, not surprised. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, impressed, uh, but not surprised. Yeah, once you get to know Ian, you're like, yeah, he can totally pull that <laughs> no, off. No, exactly. Yeah. yeah, if anybody can, he can. You mean yeah. you didn't have it up and running the next day? Yeah, <laughs> slacker. Yeah, you didn't just do the show from your car. <laughs> Mark probably floated that. Can't we just do the show like on the drive up here? Mark would not have floated that. <laughs> well, it would have been easier for him, right? You know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, so yeah, uh, I'm kind of. Uh, I don't. Like, I don't really like to use the word celebrate. Like, it's okay. it's a marker for me uh, in that, you know, hey, I've been doing this for four years now. Yeah. I mean, you can have an anniversary and not celebrate it. Well, I mean, what I would really like is for me not to feel like I need to do this anymore. Oh, what? okay. You know, be on the radio and blab about how much the state sucks and oh, how okay. much humanity uh, is overlooking or, you know, overestimating the necessity of this organization of violence that is commonly referred to as government. Uh, I would like for that, you know, if that all goes away, then I'll be like, oh, I don't really feel like I need to blab on the radio anymore. Sports and, talk. And, you know, yeah, something else. It, I, you know, I, who knows? what that future would look like concert reviews but that future is not now right and i still feel like this is necessary that people still need to hear the message of freedom and liberty and peace and uh, anti-statism and you know voluntary cooperation and consent in all matters consent in all matters mm-hmm. and like it should be enough for when you tell somebody hey uh, the organization you call government violates consent that yeah. should be enough for everybody to go, well, yeah, it's a horrible organization if yeah. it does that, right? Right. Talk about the Me Too movement. Yeah. And, and like, so everybody can recognize consent in, like, sexual relationships, mm-hmm. right? That seems easy enough for most people to grasp. They just can't get their head wrapped around it when it comes to uh, an entity that forcefully takes from them uh, on their paycheck. So here's the, here's the unfortunate thing with that whole scenario, right? Because- what it really is, is a justification for the violation of principle yeah. 
right? And even libertarians and even people who would normally follow the non-aggression principle, mm-hmm. right, will find something to justify the violation of those principles. Right? When it comes to using the state, yes. Or, or not, just whatever, whatever the principle you hold is, mm-hmm. right, and, and for the status, right, the principle is like the state is good mm-hmm. or, you know, consent is necessary, but in this particular instance, we can't have that, right, because who will build the roads? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Consent is good, but the this particular issue, except, is too important right. to to maintain this principle of consent. We can't allow individuals to consent individually to these things. Right. But it, there'd be chaos. Right. There'd be no order. But that justification transcends. Yeah. Right. So I, I remember several. It's been months at this point, but I was in a conversation uh, with a quote unquote libertarian. Okay. Right. And he did not like the term anarchist. Right, and I went. Well, well, yeah, it's scary, right? It is scary. Ooh, scary. Right? And and so the question, the table question was posed, like, what's the difference? And I went, well, libertarians have that one state program that they just can't get over yet. Yeah, right? yeah. Like it needs. There's this one thing that the state is just too gosh darn good at that they're not willing to forgo it. And I said, and what's yours? And because he was like, uh. Uh, he worked in the public school system. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was right? the school. It was the schools. Right. right. Like, I know from experience, man, that this particular area of people, like this class of individuals, are too dumb to educate their kids on their own. And if we leave them to their own devices, we'd have the dumbest group of kids you've ever seen yeah. in your life. Well, why and are they dumb if they were raised in the public school system? And, but that's the thing. Right. Therefore, because their parents <laughs> are dumb. Right. Whatever the answer is. Yeah. Right. But the answer is because they're not fit to educate their own children. Yeah. Right. This one particular area of coercion is absolutely necessary for the betterment of society because the public school is better than educating their own kids. Even though you can privatize schools like there are private schools like you don't necessarily have to homeschool your kids. Well, and like like free uh, something that resembles a school, right? Uh, you know, can be provided via charity. So yeah. if if your uh, friend, uh, you know, was Stronger, of, the, but, yeah. of of that opinion, your acquaintance, guy whatever, the guy at the table, uh, <laughs> if he was of that opinion, well, here is a ripe opportunity for somebody to go, hey, look, this particular area isn't doing well educationally. Let me go lobby some uh, funding from some you know charitable organizations and see if we can't get some version of you know a free education into this area to help better the area. That's a noble mm-hmm. cause. It's a noble thought. And what I find is that statists are full of noble intent, yeah. yeah, right? But they don't realize the violence in the delivery. And how to overcome that bridge is one of the most difficult things apparently yeah. on the planet. I yeah. think people just feel really helpless and then, and then maybe they don't have the creativity to think of these things. Because when I'm looking around and I'm looking at all the state programs, right, I'm like, police, mm-hmm. we can replace that with yep. some sort of private security. Sure can. Schools. I mean, plenty of people are homeschooling. Um, there's co-ops because people, like, what if I have to work co-ops, you yep. each take a day and you have like 10 parents and whatever you cycle through it, private schools. I mean, it, it seems like people are more than willing to, like when you talk about taxes, a lot of people, especially on the left, they're like, well, I care about other people. I care about low income people and I want to make sure that other Americans are taken care of. So if they're disabled, That's, if, you know, the young children, whatever, they want to make sure that people are all right. They want to have health care. They want to have school. Like they, they, they 
feel really passionate about that. But it is possible. Like I would be more than happy to, you know, help school be more accessible for a low income family. You know, like maybe I would help them get sponsored into a private school or if I had kids and was already homeschooling, maybe I'd, you know, so there are solutions to this. Right. I mean, as a nurse, I would provide medical, you know, emergency care for somebody. Like, right. there are so many solutions. The, the problem is, is that creative. people people voice these opinions, right? But there's no meat behind them. They don't actually yeah. care, right? Because well, that's part if, of it. if you follow on with that, you're like, well, then what do you actively do? Like, oh, I, I let, pay my taxes. I let government take care of it. So you're yeah, outsourcing so, yeah. the responsibility. They're mistaking the agency known as government as a charity organization, which it is not. Well, yeah. here's your other problem with it. You have people like me, and I don't care. Yeah. I'm not paying for your stuff. Right. I don't care. You want to educate the kids? Your money can go to it. My money's not going to yeah. it. Right? You want Which to help is the, fine. You want to help the old people? Right. But, the, the like, you know, our, our frequent caller, I'm not going to summon him, right, brings up the free rider problem, and I am the free rider problem. Right? I, will, I, I don't care enough about most other people yeah. to assist at all. Yeah. With whatever social program you want to do. Yeah. Like, I'm and I also, selfish. I also think that that's valid, though. Right. And also, again, why? Okay, so because you're don't want to whatever, you don't like the free riders. Why should you be stolen from? Like, okay, well, you're not you're not nice enough. You're right. To, to, so we have to force it from you without right. your consent, and we have to steal money from you yeah. to fund these programs. Because they're How? concerned that everyone is like me. And then it doesn't get funded. Right. Which is well, not if true. If it doesn't get funded, then it's not important. Right. I agree. Uh, I've never seen more human beings come together than at a time of catastrophe. Right. Okay. Uh, this is evidenced by, oh, I don't know, uh, yeah. an earthquake or a hurricane. I right? donated zero to charity. Right. During all those and, natural disasters. And you should be able to not donate. You okay. know, maybe you don't want to. Maybe right. you don't give a crap. Maybe don't. you don't have the money. There's a whole bunch of valid reasons yes. not to contribute to these things. But most people, uh, when it comes to a time of catastrophe, will jump in and assist, as we've seen during natural disasters and even unnatural disasters, right? Yeah. People come together to help other humans. Right. It, it is part of a large part of human nature. It's not all humans. Right. But the, the thing is, is that people have the ability to opt out if they want to and opt in if they want to. And that's where government is different. Right. Government doesn't allow you to opt out and forces you to pay. And they take a hefty chunk off the top for themselves before they hire some other people to render some aid. Right. Maybe. Right. And then do a poor job of it. And what one of the other FEMA. issues. One of the other issues, if you if you think about it as a charity, right? If the charity is giving out handouts for aid, right? You will you will have an abundance of people lining up to take that handout yeah. if they don't have to put any effort in for it. Yeah. Yeah. And the minute you the minute you require the effort, right? The the line shortens, right? So you have to you have to balance the amount that you're giving to charity or the what the charity is doing. Yeah. With People who are going to take advantage of that charity and those generous contributions. Right. Right. Like, you know, the, the, with the state system in place now, the welfare cliff is real. Right. People, people get the benefits and they can't get out of it because mm-hmm. as soon as they hit a threshold, yep. they make slightly more, but they lose so much. Yep. Right. And charity solves that um, if you're not doing it as a handout. Right. right. But right now, people in, people in those situations, 
they can count on the state with a handout that they don't have to do anything to earn. Right. Yeah. They don't even have to beg. They don't even have to beg. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, can you fill out a form? Yeah, I have all day to fill out a form because I don't work. Right. Right. And then they get the free handouts. Right. And well, uh, free to them. Yes, yeah. free to them. Free to them. But uh, the, and that's another thing that people forget. Right. Uh, people are like, oh, I get free stuff from the government. No, nothing's free. No, that's the thing. Y- you get stuff paid for by somebody else. Yeah, not you. And right. and the person or persons whom that money came from did not consent yeah. to you getting that free stuff. So I was really upset during you know the whole pandemic because I was working as a CNA, right? So meanwhile, you know, we were very short staffed. I'm working like 16 hour shifts every day. Everyone else is horrified of COVID. You know, everybody's either working from home or they have time off of work. People get, you know, they're collecting all these benefits. And then I find out that people are actually getting extra money. Yeah. All of a sudden, where where is this? Ex- not on top of their unemployment. They are getting extra money from unemployment. Yep. So me, who's being taxed, who is actually working overtime, it, like, oh, healthcare hero. Oh, I'm, I'm taking care of COVID patients. I'm a hero. Thank you for your oh, service. really? Okay, so I'm a hero, but you're giving all these freeloaders an extra 500 bucks a week. Oh, and forget it. If they have kids, they're getting even more. And I that kind of just, you know, peeved me a little bit. Because oh, I'm yeah. like, so why am I breaking my back working like 70 hours a week right now? Because mm-hmm. you stand on principle. Exactly. Yeah. So, and you know... Typically, like when we're talking about the state and welfare and all that, I'm not as mad at the recipients as I am at the system. I'm like, and you know what? I'm like, if you can collect unemployment and get extra money, I'm kind of like, well, why wouldn't you? I I kind of understand it. Um, I I do think those people are obviously not principled. Uh, To me, I feel better being a productive member of society and not taking like... Well, slimy, dirty money from the from the Fed. Un- unemployment but. specifically is you getting a refund of money that's already been taken from you. Yes, because, and, and because that's, as it's it, unemployment insurance. It, it, yeah, that's what they call it. It's yes. it doesn't quite operate like insurance does, but um, it is certainly uh, there is a fund that anybody who works, uh, you know, some money gets taken out of their paycheck and it goes into this fund. And so, if you find yourself in a position where uh, you didn't get fired, but you don't have a job, right? Yeah. Uh, like you've been laid off, part of a reduction in force, something like that, uh, that you can then collect unemployment. I don't, you know, anybody who does that, I'm not looking down on you yeah. uh, because you've paid into that thing, you know, assumably. Well, and people have paid into Social Security and they get their taxes taken for any number of things, so why not get it back? Right. Uh, now, with other, with, with actual handouts, though, uh, you know, welfare, hundred percent, right? That kind of a thing. Uh, I have a bit more of a problem with that because, like, I- I'm not begrudging anybody that needs help, but there are career welfare recipients uh, yeah. in oh, the yeah. world. It's like hereditary; like they pass it down to and their children. This is how you fill out the form to get your benefits. Yeah, and, and there's ways yeah. to fill out yeah. the form. Don't where check you get this box. More. Don't check this yeah. box, and then later on they'll come at you with another form, and that's how you overcome yeah. the. Don't right. forget to get pregnant and so. Not- you know, and don't this know is, who the father is. Yeah, this is part of the cultural issue where, like, my parent. I'm not trying to say I'm better than anybody. I really don't care. But you are. But <laughs> maybe, maybe some people. Are you doing Quite the superior? Dance? But, uh, but um, you know, my parents were both very hard workers. You yeah. know, they 
and they instilled that in me. So like that's what I got passed yeah. down. I got passed down that work ethic, sometimes to my detriment. Yeah. But that's what I learned from my parents. Was I had like, my first job at twelve. Business. Yeah, like how to run a business. My you know my father owns his own business. I learned that from him. I learned you know I learned morals and a good work ethic from my mother as well. And some other people, their parents don't work. They see them mooch off the system, yep. um, and that's what they learn from their parents. No, don't work. Working's for schmucks. But when it you... It is. Totally is. But when, when they're you, handing out that much money. Well, it's really not that much money, because when you are using the system, you're going to be stuck at the bottom forever. Like, you're, if you start your own business, there is the possibility you could be a millionaire. If you're accepting welfare, I'm sorry, you're never going to amount to more than living in the projects. And I'm not trying to say that there's anything wrong with living in the projects or anything like that. But like they the government, the system is purposely suppressing you. Yeah. My my best friend collected um, disability because she is physically disabled. She has cerebral palsy. Yeah. And she also worked part time. If she worked too much and had too much money in her bank account. They would make her pay back her disability. So she was in this weird limbo of like, I'm always going to be poor. Right. Yep. I am never going yeah. to be able to have more than like two grand in my bank account. Yeah. That's the, ridiculous. Unless you get over that welfare cliff. The, the system, well, she make- stopped accepting it and she started working more and now she has more money. Yeah. The system is designed uh, to make you dependent upon it once exactly. you get into it. Yes. Right, so they're not doing this just for no. For, the state doesn't do this out of the goodness of their heart. Right, it's very, very dangerous for anybody to begin to fill out the forms for any sort of welfare yep. uh, your reception, you're whether it's food stamps, whether it's rent assistance, whether it's uh, you know some you know other program. Uh, it is very dangerous because once you're in the system, uh, it's difficult to get out. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, and in fact. Uh, you will learn ways to game the system uh, to your benefit, and uh, you're probably going to do things that the state uh, would deem illegal because now you have all these conditions upon your life where if you violate these conditions, uh, the gravy stops. They now have control over your life in that respect. One of the other things that you need to mention as well is when it comes to the left-right paradigm, explaining to people on the left the difference between a tax break and a handout. Agreed. 603-283-6160. We'll get to your calls and thoughts. Plus, coming up, we're going to talk about slaughter bots. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Unfortunately, due to government meddling, the company that partnered with Dash to offer Dash Direct is leaving the crypto business. However, they weren't the only provider of discounted gift cards for Dash. BitRefill.com has been accepting Dash for years and has a ton of big-name retailers and brands, including grocers, gas stations, phone refills, Amazon, and even prepaid MasterCards. You could actually live off your Dash using bitrefill.com. Plus, many of their gift cards come with a discount. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash.org. 
it doesn't cost you anything to listen to us on the radio. It doesn't cost you anything more to tune into our uh, audio streams or video streams. Just your time. Just your time. So we're free. Free Talk Live is the name of the show. The telephone number is 603-283-6160. I hate that. O? Yeah. It's not an O. It's, it's a, a zero. zero. 603-283-6160. That's better. Thank you. Is the number that you if can... You, if you have one of those vanity numbers that you spell it out, right? Oh, yeah. Like 800 flowers. Or whatever. whatever is. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that the STD florist? I mean FTD? Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what kind of florists you're using. <laughs> Not that kind. Uh, it is Free Talk Live. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. We've been talking about all sorts of things, uh, but basically, like, how state violates consent is, I think, sort of the crux of what we were talking about in the first segment. Yeah. And uh, how people justify it in their own minds yeah. to make themselves feel better about whatever their position is. Right. Uh, and Including libertarians. Libertarians. For sure. Uh, so we can talk more about that. Uh, coming up, I want to talk about slaughter bots. You might not even know what that is. And if you don't, stay tuned. But uh, let's go to your calls and thoughts first. We have Tim in Florida calling Tim. You're on Free Talk Live. Well, Skeeter's had a one hit wonder for a while now regarding the uh, subjective theory of value, which he transverses a bunch of definitions on. But, uh, well, the thing is, he um, he brought up. Uh, I guess he wants to start a band called Ian and the New Hampshire Freeriders, but I think he should actually call the band Peter and the California Freeriders because the reality is uh, states like my own, Florida, also Texas, California, so it's not just Democrat states, uh, but we are such a leech on the rest of the nation, and you've got a state like New Hampshire, which is barely paying anything into the federal government. Well, and I think I'm, that... I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I got it backwards. I got it backwards. I think California is a net payer. Yeah, California is a net payer, but we're a net donor. There's some other term for that. Okay. Where, like, New Hampshire pays more to the federal government than it receives in, in any sort of benefit. And I think California is in that same category. Oh, really? Yeah. Well... I didn't know that, but that's what I meant about New Hampshire. You, you guys are not actually taking more than you're paying in. Uh, so I, I always assumed California was taking way more than it's paying in. There's a lot of wealthy people uh, in California. That's true. Right. But and usually big, usually they know how to avoid the taxation, or at least you know a good chunk of it. A good chunk of it. Yeah. But again, that's... That's where a lot of industry is, yeah. right? The whole tech industry, the movie industry. Yeah. You know, all your millionaires and billionaires, well, until like Elon left. Right? That's that's where they're at. Yeah, that's true. Well, when it comes specifically to uh, what Peter was talking about, where, uh, well, California's in a much better position to succeed. Um, I yeah. guess this was a few weeks ago. I've been catching up. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I don't know that they are if they are depending on the federal government for their defense. Because when I lived in California, all I saw was uh, federal military infrastructure, uh, munitions. You know, wow. you'd have the, the jet fighters flying overhead all the time. I mean, it was a very military state. Yep. And uh, To be fair, you're not going to have a – I don't think there's any state with like a state air force, right, or a state exactly. navy. And, like no, no, no really state has that infrastructure. Yeah, and I, I don't think California could afford all of their programs without the federal government. I really don't. So 
But didn't we just establish that they're uh I mean I suggested no. it, no one else actually verified it. Yeah, no. I, I don't know enough I would to, like to verify that. Yeah. Well let's Google it while you guys are talking then. Yes, become a part of the cult of the magic That's rectangle. Right yeah. That's right. <laughs> yes, join us. Uh so uh so in Florida you're saying that you think Florida is also a net payer? Uh, well, I think that Florida takes more from the federal government than it gives. Than, I mean, I would assume that most yes, states yes. do, but normally you you think of the more like impoverished states, so like Alabama, Mississippi, places that don't have as much you know urban activity, things like that. Um, I don't think they do. I don't think they do as far as the state. Now, when you when you're talking about individuals on uh, some sort of government assistance, maybe. Are we talking about Florida now? Yeah, well, I'm talking specifically about, not specifically Florida, but uh, I think they call it federal awards. Mm. So I'm not talking about, you know, Social Security payments or Medicare payments, but the the funding that actually goes to the states, you know, for infra- for state. Yeah. Right, and here's your money for roads, and here's your money okay. for this. Yeah. Right? Here's, a, here's a quick little quote from an article from 2017 from PolitiFact. Without a doubt, California is a donor state to the federal treasury. California's uh, new attorney general told NPR in January, we always, ex- as taxpayers in the state of California, pay more in taxes than we get back to our state. I mean, which kind of makes sense because especially in Southern California, you are, I mean, maybe throughout the whole state, but in a lot of areas in California, you have some very wealthy people. It's extremely expensive to live there, you know, as far as like the housing market goes and groceries. I mean, when I was in California, I was in like Northern Los Angeles County and I was not in a wealthy area by any means, but it was like the the sales tax was ridiculous. Uh, Everything was just way more expensive there. It was way more expensive to even exist there. Hey Tim, I don't I don't know if you're in a wind tunnel or something, but there's way too much background noise. So thanks thanks for the call, man. We appreciate you. Six zero three two eight three six one six. I think that's the uh, the hurricane, so right? It's it's a, it's an older article, and Maybe. I don't know the figures, right? But that's that's generally what my understanding was. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, to it me. does make sense. You know, but that but that means right? They are in a financial position. Yeah. To secede. I mean, go California. You can secede. That's cool. They I should wish do they it. Would. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wish I wish would. we all would. And, I mean, and and uh, I have no evidence of this, but I was told that uh you know when you get a job and you fill out your your forms for the employer yeah. uh, the ones where they take the taxes out and all that kind of thing uh i was told that uh, the federal government doesn't actually collect that money that it's the states themselves that collect the money and turn that over to the government at some point during the year okay okay now the reason that they were saying this was because they were insinuating that if all of the states got together and said, uh, look, we have all this money, we're just not going to give it to you until X. Sure. Right? A form of protest where, like, mm-hmm. the states themselves could get together and say, hey, uh, you know, you've tasked us with collecting this money from everybody's paycheck and we turn it over to you every year. We're not going to do that because you're doing this thing that we don't like or whatever it is. Right? Yeah. That'd as, be nice. As, as a way of leveraging uh you know the the money itself now that kind of goes to crap when you think about the fact that taxation from employees paychecks uh isn't really even enough to pay the interest on the national debt yeah well at one when i was still in hawaii at one point 
right? Like I wasn't filing back then for a long time either. Yeah. Uh, but at one point, they had to delay the refunds of people because the state didn't have the money to give them back their own money. Well. <laughs> like, yeah, you filled out the Forbes all, but we just don't have it, so you got to wait. Sounds like a solid business plan. Yeah. I was like, like uh... this this should be this should be like the start of a tax protest. Yeah. yeah. Like, why am I going to give it to you all up front if you're not going to give me back, you know, because these people don't know how to do their finances right, either, yeah. right? So they're like, oh, I love it when I get my $5,000 refund check. Yeah. You know? Yep. I, I'm not financially smart enough to like save that money and- yeah, I'll I'll give it to the state with an interest free loan. Right, right. But then they don't have it to give back to you. Right, yeah. Right? And so That's... people are like, I've been waiting. Like I've got bills to pay. Yeah. I was I was counting on my refund check to do yeah. X, Y, Z. Well, that's their first mistake. That is, but they didn't learn their lesson. The <laughs> but they didn't learn their lesson. Yeah. No, of course not. Yeah. The the one of the things that happened to me that I didn't pay much attention to until after I came out of the fog of statism. I started learning about you know philosophy and you know libertarianism anarchism voluntarism these things started crossing my purview and i looked back on it and i'm like well this only solidifies the arguments that the state is completely useless yeah uh and so that was uh the jesse checks okay uh in minnesota jesse ventura was the governor for some time former wrestling guy the uh, body the jesse mind. the body ventura right uh and so he became governor and uh for the first time uh, in at least my history or, and possibly Minnesota's history, uh, balanced the budget, right? Uh, and did it so much so that there was an excess of money left over at the end of the year. This is what happens when you take politicians out of office and put some random guy in office. Right. And, like things are just so much better. Right. And <laughs> just Jesse Ventura's unfortunately about a what about the roads guy, though? So. He, he is. He's, I he's mean, a minarchist. Yeah, he, he became a politician, so. Yeah. But, but like. But he's literally a what like, about the roads guy. Like, keep in mind, I, I, you know, if anything, I might have been a knee jerk constitutionalist, right? I didn't know anything about government yeah. and process or whatever. And I might have just been like, what does the document say? Right. That yeah. was kind of my political philosophy at that point but so i lived in minnesota i worked in minnesota and they take minnesota taxes out of your wages and so um you know he balanced the budget and there was an excess of money left over and so of course he went to all of his uh, his aides and was like hey we you know we got this leftover money what should we do oh we'll bank it for next year or you know we'll put it to, to this program or we'll pay down this other thing and he's like wait 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 where did the money come from and they're all like, well, it, it came from the residents of Minnesota. And they're like, well, then it's their money. We should give it back to them. And they were like, uh, okay. Like he had some opposition, right? Uh, pe- people were opposed Can't to it. Give it back. But he was like, no, this is what we do. We took it from them. We spent it. We balanced the budget. We got some left over. It's theirs. They should get it back. Yeah. And so I got like, I don't know, a $700 check or something, right? It was called the Jesse check. Nice. Right. It's only happened one time, yeah, I sure. think, in all of the state's history, but certainly <laughs> Minnesota's history. It's only happened one time. And I just happened to live there during that time when that happened. And when it happened, I was just glad that I got, you know, this extra refund check for my taxes that year. 700 bucks. Right? Yeah, take it. And I was like, okay, that's awesome. And I didn't think anything more of it. Right. It, you know, it just never crossed my mind again until I started, you know, coming to the philosophies of freedom. And then I started thinking about hearing people talk about, yes, the state is completely useless. It's a, a monopoly and the initiation of violence. It only does one thing and it uses violence. That's its only tool. It's the only thing it ever does. And I was thinking about this and I'm like, 
Yeah, and that's only reinforced by the fact that one time a non-politician got into office, balanced the budget, and gave me some money back where that's never happened before or since. So So you would have expected that when they voted in a non-politician for president, something similar would have happened. One would think. One would have thought. Yeah, but it didn't happen with Reagan. Or Trump. Or Trump. And they were both actors. Top Gun actors. Well, Home Alone 2. Well, okay. <laughs> at least in Trump's case. At, at least, at least, uh, uh, how do we say, uh, easily influenced actors. Okay. Right? Uh, they take direction well. Right? Trump, we need you to act like this is super important right now. Reagan, we need you to not babble on incoherently for a while. Right? Uh, you the, the photographer direction for the mugshot? We need you to look meaner. <laughs> Tilt your head down a little bit. Scowl. Can, can, scowl? Scowl? That's a good scowl. People, all right, all right, all right, we're done. People talk currently about Bidenomics, right? That's that's a term that exists out in yeah. the, out in the world right now, and it's it's the trickle down theory, right? This this we heard this all before during Reaganomics, so it's interesting to me that Reagan, the Republican, uh, you know, had Reaganomics coined for what he did, which is the sure. exact same thing that Biden is doing now, who's a Democrat. Right, it's the exact same system. It's the exact same. They just put nomics at the end of the guy's name, right? It could be kick-ass nomics or something, right? If it was, you know, but it's the exact same thing. They're not doing anything different. Reagan and Biden doing the same thing. They're going, well, we create the money at the top, and it goes to the wealthiest people first, and eventually it trickles down to everybody. Else. This is the same exact crap they said during the Reagan era and right. Reaganomics. That was the exact same crap. When it's when it's not government instituted, though. The trickle-down effect is generally true. And I know this because sure. I have like a 77-inch TV in my living room, right, that I can afford. <laughs> right? Yeah. So absent the state and absent the money printers, right, the, the technological advances get, you know, trickle down to the lower classes as well. Well, yeah, yeah. Right? Like, uh, would, would you rather be who you are now? Or like a king in the 1400s. If left unmolested by government, right, uh, the cost of everything goes down eventually. Right. Once it's once the market demand uh, exceeds, you know, a certain level, there's a threshold of that. Yeah. When when a technology is adopted by enough people, the cost of the thing comes down. You, I've seen it over and over again with new technologies, right? Uh, the rich people get it first, right? Yep. So right. Uh, pagers, right? Only wealthy people and drug dealers had pagers when they came out, right? Uh, everybody had black and white TVs when I was growing up, but very few people had color TVs. Right. If you had a color TV, that was a status symbol. You were a wealthy person yep. if you had color TV. The first person to get like a VHS or a beta VCR. In the neighborhood? Right? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, like everybody's coming over to your house for movie night. You're throwing parties and stuff because you're the only The first person to get cable, rich person, yeah. right? Yep. Wealthy person, not poor Right. Not average. Right. Wealthy people. Right. Uh, the same thing happens with like cars. Right. Anytime there's an innovation in the automotive industry. Right. The wealthy people get it first. Right? I mean, that just kind of makes sense. Right. It's just how it goes. Right. Um, but if it's a good idea and it is economically viable and there's market demand for it, the cost always drops. Mm-hmm. Unless, of course, government gets involved. I just feel like they try to correlate that uh, effect with the trickle down effect when it's uh state demanded yeah right like when when they do it and give handouts to the top right then it's, it's not the same thing as 
people on the bottom just eventually getting the good stuff. Right. And so people will equate this with like, uh, you know, printing of money, right? When the Fed Reserve turns on the money printer and goes, uh, you know, they're like, well, so the people at the top are going to get the money first. Well, they're getting all the value of it. Yep. Right. Because the the value of the dollar dissipates uh, over the course of time of the distribution of new money created. Yep. And so, of course, those closest to the spigot, I think is your term that you use, derive the most value yep. uh, out of that particular spigot. So, uh, and then, you know, eventually some people on online might get some value out of it, but they're not getting the maximum amount of value. And, well, their their value is diminished by the time it hits the bottom. Right. Because all of that has been usurped by the people at the top, and they've lost value because prices have gone up based on the demand of the people with the new money. And so now, even though they're getting more dollars, they can't buy as much because they're too far away from that spigot. Look at the housing market, everybody. Yep. Uh, Let's go to some of your calls and thoughts. Uh, Unscreened caller, what's your name, please? Charlotte Hall. Hi, Charlotte. You're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Thank you. Uh, I've been listening to you for a long time now, and uh, I just wanted to know how Em is and the girl that had to go to jail. I can't remember her name. Aria. Yeah. Yeah. I actually. Her. So I. I yeah. can speak to I'm Aria. I'm calling uh, from Cleveland, Tennessee, WGOW, uh, out of Chattanooga. Awesome. Uh, thanks. So I actually Did just. Did you ever hear them? Anything about Chattanooga? Oh, I uh, or, I only that you had a choo choo. You know. <laughs> I have well, a couple of friends in Chattanooga, but other than that, I don't really know I, too much. About I them. actually lived in Chattanooga, Tennessee, for a short period of time, and uh, uh-huh. I was employed at the Hamilton Place Mall. I worked in the really? food court there. Yeah. Well, huh? Yeah, I'm just you may a have country woman, and I was one. Uh, you know, I heard you talking about the school age children. You know, and the teachers and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it it, it bum fuzzles me because my children are grown, married, grandkids, and stuff like that, and they all have a career. And I don't know what has happened to the school system since then. I mean, it's a, most certainly had to have gotten worse, you yeah. know. And, we, and we're kind of seeing this where public school didn't used to be so so bad, yeah. And uh, now it's kind of just going further and further downhill and i think that's you know true of all of the you know like the the whole united states i think that's true of yeah, yeah. Uh, one yeah. in one in five high school graduates is functionally illiterate mm-hmm. this, right. this isn't one in five students it's one in five graduates so that's yeah. not counting the people who dropped out right so i just think they get them in there and shove them out it, it is a factory of stupidity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I want to I answer your question, Charlotte, originally. Um, uh, Ian is doing fine right now. Uh, his sentencing is coming up a week from tomorrow, so September oh. 11th in Concord, okay. New Hampshire. So okay. for the moment, he, he's okay. We'll find out okay. you know, what happens on Monday. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'll let uh, Nikki talk to you about Aria. Yeah, so I actually just saw Aria um, last Friday. So you a went few for days, a visit? Yep. So nice. a few days ago, I went and saw her, um, and I've been in contact with her, like, kind of via email. Um, she's actually doing really well, uh, as well as she can be, given the circumstances. Yeah. But I think yeah. the facility that she's at, um, I think she got pretty, not like any of this is lucky, but um, as, you know, 
all things considered, I do think that um, that she got pretty lucky with the location that she's in. She does seem to be, you know, happy and doing well. Um, okay. So I'm, I'm very glad to report that. New boyfriend, okay. whether she wants it or not. <laughs> Hi, Richie Rich. Hello. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> she knew exactly who said that. <laughs> um, gosh. I was going to say something. That's okay. I, I fluster know. everyone around here. It's kind of my shtick. You know, uh, about people being on welfare. I'm 79 years old. I live off of a small social security check. Okay. I don't get welfare. I don't get food stamps. And I make it each month. You know, so I don't see it. You are you one know, of the lucky ones, then, because it. there's a lot of people that don't make it each month. Yeah. Huh? I said you were one of the lucky ones, because there's a lot of people that don't make it each month. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I just pay my bills and pay my medical bills and my medicine bills, you know, and stuff like that, and I just make it just fine, you know. I think but some I of that is where you live. you know, why they right? get by with it, because they can be driving a big, fine, fancy car. You know, and have a lot of food stamps and a grocery buggy running over. Yeah. They did a song about that in the seventies called like Welfare Cadillac or like, something. Oh uh, like yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, and it took me seven years to pay my car off. Yeah, yeah. that's sure getting more did. difficult too because even the prices of cars are going up. Oh yeah, oh, it's crazy. New. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. Man. And groceries has gotten so outrageous here, you know, it's just yep. pathetic. You know, we're not a very big town here. Cleveland's not. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I don't know about the school system anymore because I don't have any little ones. And I worry about what it's going to be like when my grandson, great-grandson, uh, you know, is old enough to go to school. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. Everything's crazy. I mean, one of the ancillary problems with the school system is it was designed for industry that no longer exists here. Right. Right. Uh, Charlotte, I, I do have a question for you. Uh, when, yes, I, when I lived in Chattanooga, in that area, uh, mm-hmm. I, I was a cigarette smoker. And, yeah. and it was more cost-effective for me to drive across the border into Georgia and, yeah. and, and buy cigarettes and then, you know, yeah. bring them back. Is that still the case down there? And it doesn't necessarily yeah, have to be cigarettes, but... Yeah. I don't live that far from the Georgia line. So is it, yeah. is it because of state tax, or I don't remember what the, what the onus was there. Yeah, it was state tax, and uh, groceries, you know, you can go there and get your groceries and not have to pay taxes on your groceries. Ah, uh, okay, so there still yeah, is that... Yeah, we pay taxes, yeah. So, so for our listeners out there, this is called interstate arbitrage. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, are you your captain, right? That's me. Okay. Yeah, I listened to you during the port fest and all of that. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you yeah. so much for tuning in, yeah. Charlotte. And thanks for the call tonight. Yeah. Feel free to call us again, okay? Okay, dear. Right. Thank you. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Charlotte. Bye-bye. Another well, one with the great. crush on the captain. Yeah. Yep. It's my thing. It's what I do. No, I got yeah. it. It's cute. The sultry tones <laughs> of the captain. You too can be mesmerized by listening to Free Talk Live on Saturdays and Sundays. Uh, and, you know, sometimes other days, depending on how the schedule works out. Who needs a day off and, you know, all that fun stuff. Uh, but I couldn't do it without you guys, of course. Right? Uh, Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, I've 
<laughs> like we had a third person on Beard Talk Live last night, and it's just been me and Peakless and the callers for some number of weeks. And like it was our 52nd show, so we were already a little jazzed up. But uh, the flow of the show, I think, was far superior to you know some of the other shows that, that we had done previously. You like the three man crew better than the two man crew? Um. Well, I did last night. I don't okay. know. You know, we'll see what happens. Depends who the third person is. I think so. Okay. 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live is on the way. Stay tuned. So the protection of life, liberty, and property is, is what the Free State Project is all about. But it's an, it's an effort to move 20,000 people who understand. It's about demonstrating to the entire country. That, yeah, we can have a free market, a truly free market. Making it just a freer, great place to live. It's the world's largest voluntarist, libertarian community, and it's, it's only getting bigger. That's amazing, to be able to move to a place where other people like passionately believe in being free and independent. What the Free State Project is managing to do, though, is to put their money where their mouth is. It's physically getting up across the country and saying, let's go someplace and let's demonstrate the power of these ideas. There's a lot of kind of philosophy that surrounds liberty. There's a lot of thinking about it and talking about it. But here in New Hampshire, people are doing it. 101 Reasons Liberty Lives in New Hampshire, a documentary by Free State Project Early Movers. Watch it free at 101reasonsfilm.com. 101reasonsfilm.com. Free Talk Live. And we're live. And we're free. Well, I don't know about that. And we're talking. We are talking. You are free to call in. Please do. The telephone number is 603-283-6160. Oh. Oh. Son of a... <laughs> 603-283-6160. We have some callers holding. You've been warned. We'll, we'll get to them in just a minute. I'm fully prepared to dump you whenever no. necessary, <laughs> uh, just in case you were wondering. You will dump yourself eventually again first before that happens. I'd, I'd stake money on it. How much? <laughs> 50 bucks? Maybe we get a pool going here. Yeah, get, the, get the callers. Uh, we'll set up a, a separate wallet. People can like throw money into the crypto wallet and you know split it between whoever wins. What's what's the conversion for, uh, for Dash? I don't know okay. right now. Yeah. Right. I haven't looked at that today. Like with one Dash, is that, you know, is that too much or too little? I don't know, but this hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash. Nailed it. Digital cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Unfortunately, due to government meddling, the company that partnered with Dash to offer you Dash Direct is leaving the crypto business. However, they weren't the only provider of discounted gift cards for Dash. BitRefill.com has been accepting Dash for years and has a ton of big-name retailers and brands, including grocers, gas stations, phone refills, Amazon, and even prepaid MasterCards. You could actually live off your Dash using bitrefill.com, plus many of their gift cards come with a discount. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get, easy to use. Start by learning more at dash.org. And big thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. 
Visit dash.org to learn more about Dash. That's dash.org. All right, uh, moving right along, let's go to, we've got Tom in New Hampshire calling. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of confusion in people's minds because they've been brought up uh, to think uh, that a government somehow is a being that can uh, do certain things. And in Article 1, Section 9 of the U.S. Constitution, the framers uh, saw nothing wrong with uh, describing a state as something that can think. Okay, the state shall think proper to admit uh, it's impossible for a state to think. Uh, the, right. the fusion of a land mass and an organization as being uh, the same uh, being that can somehow uh, think or act or uh, such is found in Article 4 of the U.S. Constitution. The exact sentence says, and I quote, a person charged in any state with treason, felony, or other crime who shall flee from justice and be found in another state shall on demand of the executive authority of the state from which he fled be delivered up to be removed to the state having jurisdiction of the crime. Now, focusing on the, the 10 words there, the executive authority of the state from which he fled, mm -hmm. the state mm -hmm. from which he fled, that doesn't mean necessarily a prison, but anywhere in a geographical area, anywhere within certain lines on the map, that big land mass is the state from which he fled. The executive authority of the state from which he fled, uh, that's absurd because a land mass has no authority whatsoever. And they're saying the executive authority of the organization with the same name as the land mass. And uh, so this is how they, the uh, people, even back then, were merging the two things as one and the same and some kind of a being that can even think, according to Article 1, Section 9. Right. You're, you're on to uh, something there, and, and I've mentioned this recently, too. You'll hear things uh, in court proceedings. Like yeah. I, I remember this in, uh, I think it was Arya's uh, sentencing, uh, or even during Ian's trial, where the, uh, the prosecution or the judge said, well, the state feels. Right. And I'm like, the state doesn't feel anything, you moron. So yeah, it, now, it was it was a much lesser hold on one second, Dob. It was a much lesser charge for me, right? But it was like the state versus rich, okay, for something, for yeah. some nonsense. Um, and I was like, well, under the Constitution, right? I have the right to face my accuser. So I'm like, can I can I add someone to like the subpoena list to bring them in for questioning? Like, who would you like to add? I'm like, the state of Hawaii. If it's them versus me, I would like to speak to that person and find out what they're accusing me of. Right. Because the person, you know, the, the cop who witnessed the crime or whatever, yeah. he was not the accuser. He was a witness to the incident. Right. So he was not the harmed individual. They were saying, like, the harm was caused to the state. It's All like, right. Well, let's, bring, let's see Bring it. them forward. Like, yeah. who, who can I, who, how do I subpoena the state? Yeah, it obviously didn't go over too well, but I did it and it's on the record. Nice. Go ahead, Tom. You drive around the streets and you see the U.S. Capitol building and you see the White House, but you never find the government. Now, the thing is, in, con in uh, political debate, by the way, they say something called the will of the people, and that's false. And uh, as the song goes, when I think back on all the crap I learned in high school, it's a wonder I can think at all. Well, one takeaway that I've kept is when my geometry teacher explained, for a statement to be true, it must be true for all cases. Okay, and now if they speak the will of the people, 
the people being, being the plural of person, then that's not a true statement. This, the, the people strongly support that law. No, I do not. Okay, th- then that disproves the allegation that the people support that law. If they're talking about a people, such as we the peoples of the United Nations, a people as, you know, a, a whole of they, the people cannot think, a people cannot support, the people uh, is, you know, just a, a nation, but it cannot think by itself. So yeah, I, say it's the, the, I, you've got to remember that, that uh, when, whenever they say the, the people strongly support that law, no, I do not. Right. And, and I think this was best illustrated to me uh, from a man known as Mark Stevens. He used to do a show called The No State Project. Yep. I used to listen to that all the time. And uh, what it really boils down to is, factually speaking, the state, whatever version what is it? it is, right? Uh, the state of New Hampshire, factually speaking, is just a piece of paper. That's all that it is, saying that, you know, well, you know, these are the conditions, blah, blah, blah. But it's really just a piece of paper. Or if it is indeed the land, how did I aggress upon the land? Right. Please. Now, the, it, it's the same thing, though, as a check, which is just a piece of paper. But it directs the bank, and by signing and manufacturing that document, the owner of that checking account has authorized the withdrawal of that money. And by uh, manufacturing this document, uh, it is possible that some people authorized the, the government to do certain things. But that's only in the United States Constitution. In that case, uh, only the men who autographed that document. Right ever actually consented to it. And yes, some people voted to ratify the Constitution, but all of the people who consented to it are dead now anyway. And to say that, you know, the will of the people uh, is like saying that something, how can it be unconstitutional when the United States Supreme Court upheld it? That's right up there with uh, how can I be overdrawn when I still have some checks left in my checkbook? Uh, another <laughs> another interesting uh, thing that Mark Stevens, I believe, is the first person to point this out, at least in my recollection, yeah. right, is that the signers of the Constitution are not actually signing as party to the document. They're signing in witness thereof. Right. There is yes. no parties to the document. There are mm. only witnesses. So whom binds whom, right, to the contract that is the Constitution? Well, and... Let, let me bring if, something else And up where here. is their signature? Right, and so just to conclude there, the, 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 what the takeaway is is that the Constitution is not a contract. It's not. Now, can I bring something else yeah, up go here? Ahead. Uh, during the war, uh, they, the Union never called it the war between the states. It was called the war between the states because it was a war between one state, the United States, and another state, the Confederate States. And since the Union never recognized the Confederate States, they called it the War of the Rebellion. But uh, in spite of the Confederacy having a flag and uh, paper money and a constitution and an army uh, and its own postage stamps, uh, the soldiers who were drafted, who were required by law to serve in the Confederate Army and who got captured, you know, what's the big idea fighting a war against the United States? Oh, we were required by law to do so. No, 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 no. They could not say they were required by law because as far as the Union was concerned, the Confederacy never had any laws. They never had, the Confederate States never had any authority to make laws. These people had to say, oh, the rebels threatened was with violence if we did not join the Confederate Army. The, mm-hmm. the Confederacy was just a bunch of people rebelling against the United States. And the, I, 
and you take a look at what's the difference between the Confederate government, which uh, was just a bunch of people with yeah. supposedly no authority, and the United States government, which is just a bunch of people uh, going out violating people's unalienable rights willy-nilly. <laughs> the victory of guns. Yeah, yeah I, and basically that's what it comes down to, is which gang had more firepower. Tom, thank you for the call tonight. We appreciate you. Uh, yeah, big gang, more guns, uh, forcing people to their preference. Uh, if you think this is a good way to organize society, you might uh, have yourself looked at by a medical professional in the mental health industry because these are signs of psychopathy. Mm-hmm. The the unfor- again the unfortunate thing with all that is uh, might doesn't make right necessarily, but it does make it so. Right? Like, yeah, that's true. They're Sadly, to, yeah, they're going to do it. And if you want to repel that threat, you have to be able to defend yourself. Yeah. And the likelihood of defending yourself is going to be through violent means. Right. There's, I am not creative enough to imagine a way around that. Yeah. Right. Uh, they I come mean, with the violence. You have to repel it. But that's kind of how it is in any circumstance of self-defense, I right? Know. So if somebody breaks into my house and they try to like, you know, whatever, kill me. I'm going to have to yeah. defend myself with violent it. means. Well, and there's even been, you know, cases of this uh, in United States case law where, you know, they go to the wrong house, they kick a door in, oh, and the yeah. guy opens fire, kills a cop, and they're like, oh, yeah, he was totally right in defending himself. Hey, but there are libertarians in the community that want to use the violence of the state to vote their way to freedom. Yeah. Right? There's violence yeah. in there somewhere. <laughs> if you try to do this peacefully... Right, you are sadly going to run into roadblocks that only violence gets you through. Uh, let's go to more of your calls and thoughts. We've got uh, Jerome calling from South Carolina. Jerome, you're on Free Talk Live. Trump train! Choo-choo! Hello. Hello. How are y'all doing here? Hey, uh, what's up? We're okay. Hello. Are you eating dinner or something? No, I was trying to... I had y'all on speakerphone. I was trying to take it off speakerphone so uh, I could, like... Talk about what's on my mind today. What's on your mind today, I Jerome? Trump train. No, choo choo. Yeah, right. Anyway, hey, speaking of choo choo, how about that choo choo they got in Florida? That that Ron DeSantis, uh, <laughs> he wants to, he wants the government to help him now. When the people he wants, he wants to help the people, but he doesn't want to meet with President Biden. though. he can't oh, even no. take on I'll Disney. I'll take your money, huh? He can't even take on Disney. Yeah, yeah, I know. Good luck with that with that deal. How much money they got and how much money he got. Yeah, right. Yeah, so but what's, he what's has... going on? What is he trying to do in Florida? I don't really pay attention to Florida very much, so. Now, all I know is he's in some kind of, you know, kerfuffle with uh with Disney. I don't I don't really know what No, but the, the thing with Biden, he's refusing to meet with Biden. What is he trying to do? Yeah, he didn't want to well, because it would make him look bad to his his constituents, you know, he's a Republican Party. candidate for president. Yeah, bowing down to the, you know, to someone he constantly condemns as doing a lousy job. But when you need help, when you no, not him, the people need help. He won't do it because that will make him look bad to the Republican Party, who will like send him talking points. So when he gets out in front of the public, he says what they want to hear. By the way, did you hear about old Ramaswamy? Swami, 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 Swami. You hear about him? I don't know who you're talking about. So, some network wanted him to give Did them it? money so they could make him look good, you know, 
Oh, I'm sure. Give him more. Uh, yeah, he's more a politician. All tyrants. Yeah, more favorable talk, you know. I think he's but also a billionaire. Right? He doesn't need the money. Yeah, well, whatever. Oh, I mean, either hey, way, he... there's a lot of people who love that guy. A lot of libertarian folks who love that I'm guy. I'm sick of those people. I don't see it. Everything I see on his Twitter, he's just like, this guy is not for freedom. Oh, because he said he likes Ron Paul and he's going to pardon. I, I think he might have said he's going to pardon Snowden and like a couple other people. That's that's great. I would. I, I think whoever is president should absolutely do those things. That's great. Um, Get Ross Albrecht everything, on that list. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he was on that list. Okay. Um, but either way, it's like oh, every. So he. Oh, okay, so this guy said a couple of cool things. Everything else he says is absolute trash. Right. So why are we settling for tyrants? Yeah, you should. He's a politician. Because they're the He's only gonna ones running. He's going to lie and cheat and steal to get, climb his uh, slimy way up to the top. So the these libertarians who are supportive of any of these tyrants really uh, are no. falling are falling into the same exact trap. And Jerome, I'm sorry to use you as an example here, but falling into the same trap as Jerome. They're yep. they're latching onto this stuff because it's in their news cycle, mm-hmm. right? It's the news they pay attention Turn to, it off. right? Because uh, it's receiving attention in their feeds, mm-hmm. right? It's on their mind. So now Vivek is living rent free inside their heads because he said something that might kind of align with libertarianism. Well, and he came to the state and gave some speeches, right? right? They're making they're making the rounds. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying, right? It's in the news cycle, and yeah. so therefore you're hearing more about it. And sadly, libertarians can't seem to break away from the uh, what do I want to call it the. Um, the fad, the virality yeah. of you know the news cycle. They're falling for the trick, and that's the, right. the same thing with the Kennedy guy. He's right. like an anti-vaxer, and they're like, "Oh, he's an anti-vaxer. We have so much in common. I love this guy." No, he's a politician. Everything else he believes in is crap. Yeah. So why do you care? Honestly, I don't care if somebody's an anti-vaxer or not. That means nothing to me. How is that the most important thing? That these people can think of. Like, there are so many more important things to be looking for in a politician. Um, what do you look for I in mean, a politician? Honesty. Which I know, I know when I say that, I know what reaction I'm going to get from So y'all. then you've never found oh, one that you like. That's <laughs> all crap, Jerome. At least you're crap, learning. Crap, Who is the most honest politician no, you can think listen. of, Jerome? Uh, probably Donald Trump when he said that he's the best president for black Americans in Abraham Lincoln. Ha, 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 ha. You thought you thought that was like the most honest statement from a politician? I'm being sarcastic. Okay, well, okay. I, I, it's general curiosity. If you're talking about honesty in politicians, you got to work right? on your sarcasm, Jerome. Who? Who? Right. A serious question, though. Like, who's who's the most they honest politician you can lie. think of? Man, look, they all are going to lie to you. That's okay. right. There's no such thing as the honest politician. Okay, that's well, right. Then why do you look for that you. as a trait amongst them? Or is this more sarcasm? That's not what I look. I just try to get as close to the truth as I can get, okay? Because I know it's none of them are going to be perfect. But but what 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 bothers me is the fact that I was watching ABC a little bit today, and they said that Trump and Biden oh. are like in a neck and neck, forty six percent ease of approval rate. Wait, wait, wait! I thought um, you were a CNN guy. Isn't that old news? I thought you were a I CNN guy. Him. Hey, I watch them all. You I watch, watch Fox, Fox News too. Oh, yeah, especially wow. when I found out they had to pay out $787 million for lying. He loves that one. Oh, yeah. oh I love their lying. Oh, yeah. Whose lie do you love better? Huh? Whose lies do you love better? I love the, <coughs> excuse me, 
I love the lies when you got to pay out $787 million and you keep calling all them Democrats, they lied, I lied. Ain't no damn Democrat in the history of this country ever cost a network $787 million. <laughs> By the way, that's three quarters of a billion dollars. Because if there is one, you name them. And you want to play got you with me about who is the most honest politician you look to for a guy. Well, you uh, brought it up. Why so. you tell me? No, I asked why the question. Tell me? I said, what do you look for yeah, in a politician? He said, honesty. I said, who's the most honest I, politician? I just want them to get to, as close to the truth as possible. Because okay. they're not, not I'm going to tell the total absolute truth. Hey, look. Yeah, they have you, no incentive. When girl, hey, when you have a girlfriend, she asks me, does this dress make me look fat? What are you going to say? You say, no, it's not the dress. <laughs> what are you going to say? It's the fat that makes you look fat. No, you're not going to say that. you got to be lying. honest, right? Isn't that the crux that, of the lying. female and male that's relationship? When, that's when you say honesty. It's no, all right, baby. I like curvy girls. That's why I got you. Thick thighs yeah, save no, lives. You're not going to say that. You know what you're going to say? But, baby, you look beautiful to me. That's what the hell you're going to say. No, you're you know, what, actually, so I'm a, I'm a woman. Right? What? And, and, what? And Surprise. I have a husband. If what? I oh. typically, you when I ask admit him. admit that on the air, man, because yeah. now you just I know we're going to the male <laughs> um, But anyways, when I ask, typically when I ask my husband for See, his opinion on my outfits, he usually doesn't give me one because yeah. he genuinely doesn't care. But if I were to say, yeah. hey, do I look fat? Do I look bad in this? I would want him to tell me the truth. That's a different because question. Because if I look no, bad, no, if no. I look fat. Well, let's put something else on. Let's get a, a black you know, you dress. Know, Maybe that'll be a little bit more you know, flattering. Uh-huh. You know what you would want him to say to you? Chicken, chicken, bow, wow. <laughs> That's what you would want him to say. I believe it's brown you chicken, brown cow? No, no. Chicken, chicken, bow, wow. Not brown Let's chicken, brown cow? No, no. Don't miss. Don't start me up. <laughs> That's what I do. Don't tell me how to do my job. No, you hear what I said. Hey, it's just like the time when my girlfriend dropped me and she said to me as she was leaving the building, my mother doesn't like the way you treat me, you know? And I'm thinking, you dropped me for somebody else and you're talking about how I treat you? Boy, that hey, that's over 47 years ago, and I still remember that. It's the last time you had a girlfriend. like an amazing... I said, yeah, well, probably so. Anyway, she's the last girl. That girl used to say, Hey, when are you coming to see me? I said, ma'am, it's sure, women sure can change on you, but you better be ready at all times because you never know. <laughs> Jerome, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate you. Uh, 603-283-6160. Uh, did he just admit that 47 years ago was the last time he had a girlfriend? I mean, no, I don't think that was what he uh, said. He said for, it was 47 years ago, and I still remember it. Okay. I think sometimes when you're trying to get through the point, yeah. you just agree to whatever someone else brings up just to, to keep it off making to the side. your point. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the uh, but it makes for good radio. It's the shield of deflection. Yes, and the verbal shield of deflection. Uh, I thought he only watched like CNN. No, no, no. I, I've heard yeah. him say that before. That he'll watch Fox News to get angry about I, it. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, to have like a- ammo I, I, to be like, yeah. they said this. And and like I think frequently he'll call it. in be, and and be like, I just saw them and be raging about something that he saw on Fox News. Yeah. Yes, but I thought that like his brand was CNN. I thought he was. No, a CNN I think it guy. is. I he think generally agrees with CNN. Yeah. Okay. All right. But All right. you know, good on him for watching the alternative yeah. right even if you're going to do it for just ammunition yeah i mean i think that anybody who watches something known as the news 
would do well to watch multiple sources. Works for debate, too. you got to know both sides so you know what they're going to rebut. Well, it's also very revealing in that uh, how canned the news is, how scripted it is, and how, you know, depending on which side of the fence they fall on, you're going to get a different story. 603-283-6160. Still to come, Slaughterbots. This is Free Talk Live. Eleutheromania, the insatiable desire for freedom. It's the new three-song heavy metal EP from Captain Kickass. Available now on your favorite music app or get it directly from CaptainKickass.com. Almost all of us are back. Installing as much as we can. I'm back. Okay. okay. Hello, back. Hey, it's nice to see you're back. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, See, Jerome, that was sarcasm. You're gonna, all tangles. You're gonna, yeah, you're gonna wrap your headphones around the chair, and that's gonna be that that won't be good for anybody. So even if even if there's not a headphone cord, Mm -hmm. I have to unwind myself in the chair if I spin it. Oh, really? Yeah. It's a little OCD. Yeah. Are you like that? Are you done with OCD? You know me. <laughs> um, I am a part-time OCD person. Okay. Right? Like, I will have bouts of OCD. Okay. Like, it, it kind of like when I go nuts on my kitchen, right? Like, I've let it go for a while, and ah, everything's just kind of everywhere, and you know, maybe i got dirty dishes piling up in the sink or whatever, and I decide to go nuts. I'll go nuts, and then I'll OCD everything. All of the forks have to be stacked on top of each other just properly and in the right slot and, you know, all this kind of thing. Uh, you know, everything's got to have its own little place and all that kind of stuff, and it's going to be perfectly set, and, and then... Uh, the OCD goes away, and I become slacker guy for a while, right? <laughs> and I go through these cycles, right? Yeah, and so I'm a part-time OCDer. It's so bad, even I need to clean it up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 603-283-6160. It is Free Talk Live in the studio tonight. It's myself, the captain. Nikki. And Richie Rich. Uh, Free Talk Live listeners, we are asking you for a favor. Uh, as you perhaps already know, if you listened to uh, the previous segment... Uh, Ian Freeman, the show's founder, was recently convicted of various victimless crimes and is facing up to 20 years in prison. We can argue all day as if to, was the jury right? Was it, were they wrong? That's not going to make any difference now. Won't get us anywhere. But what will be helpful is if you were to write a letter to the Honorable Joseph LaPlante about Ian's character, how he's helped you, how he's helped the community, or why you think he deserves a light sentence. Saying things about yourself that give your opinion some weight with government could be helpful, such as if you served in the military, uh, if you held office, if you, you know, I don't know, participated in court or something like that. These might be things you would want to mention. Ian is a selfless man, and he's always tried to do what he thinks is the right thing. It would be a tragedy if he had to spend any time in prison at all. We need those letters quickly, so don't put it off. Send your letter for Ian Freeman 
to 63 Emerald Street, number 610, Keene, New Hampshire, 03431. If you didn't get the address written down, that's okay. All the info you need can be found at letters.freetalklive.com. That's letters.freetalklive.com. And uh, apparently we're in crunch time. A week from Monday is the actual sentencing hearing uh, for Mr. Freeman. So please, if you're going to write a letter, do it. Get it in the mail ASAP. Letters.freetalklive.com. All right, let's go to your calls and thoughts. Uh, We've got uh, Sylvia calling from California. Sylvia, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, I'm not your boy, but it's your boy, the undefeated young skeet. Hey, I'm just uh, finishing like up my letter Like Sean O'Malley's undefeated. Just throw that out there. I don't know who that is. He must be a great person like me. <laughs> hey, how come you let just all those old heads around for like 10 minutes, but you don't let your boy uh, Chef Skeet cook? What? Because you're you not good? as good of a caller. Yeah, f- one, <laughs> uh, they're more entertaining than you. Uh, two... Uh, they're more entertaining oh. than you. And three, they're far more entertaining than you. Now that All we've right. settled that. Okay. Hey, yeah, so I wanted to talk about, like, um, uh, my economic and uh, uh, moral philosophy. Didn't we already talk about yeah, That's all he talks about. He never yeah, talks about anything else. Do you have anything else? We talk about that. You Every time you call. Did you have a question is, for him? Utilitarianism is. Oh, well, no, neither do you, because you've been unable remember. to explain it in a succinct fashion so that anybody what? can understand oh, it. Never Squidward. About it. We've been talking about, like, subjective yeah, it's Squidward. I have a, I have a question for you. you guys messed up. Squidward, do you play the clarinet? You save your questions for later so you... I don't get hung up on. Well, it's is, an easy one. Yes or no? Conversation. So, do you what? play the clarinet? Why? Well, what does it matter if I do or not? Just a question. There, there might be some no. money on the line on whether you answer yes or no. So, we appreciate. Are you, are you saying like I'm a band geek or something? We're just asking no. a question on whether or not you play the clarinet. No, no, no. Okay. No. I don't. Okay, okay. There's your, okay. All right, that's it. I, I have another Should question. We? I have another question. I, no, no, you say it for later. It, it, you're here for me. I'm not here for you. Uh, no, you actually, you're not here for us, and we're not here for you either. Uh, but I have one right, other question. Up. Do you live in your mom's basement? Yes, I succeeded it. I She owes it to me because... Uh, you know, I mix my labor with their basement. So you do live in your mom's yeah. basement. I don't even <laughs> want to know what he did yeah. to mix his labor with the basement. Yes, oh. I do. What is it? Okay, so I guess this is all tied together. Like you guys are it's trying to type talking on the wall. Right? I'm a I'm a nerdy bad guy living in his mom's basement. Is that what you, is that what you uh, no, take me for? No, Just a you're making assumptions. Okay. We're, yeah. it's okay. the, yeah. neither of those questions are connected. Okay. We I'm may or may on, not okay. have like some wagers going on here at the office. Right. That's what I thought you guys were doing. That and is, so, like, my time, not your time. We're just you like, well, no, it's our time. Your you called us. We didn't call you. So it is our what? time, not your time. Isn't this free talk live? Not membership talk live? Come on, man. I see call in whatever you want to talk you about. You call no, all the time, and we give you plenty of opportunity to spew whatever kind of crap you're going to spew. His moral and ethical economic philosophy without a clarinet. Oh. Okay, so what else do you want to ask? It's, no, it's your it. guys' show. Okay, well, thanks for the call. Oh. <laughs> uh, moving right along. Let's go to Major Payne calling from Michigan. Major, you're on Free Talk Live. Well, Jerome got me to thinking about, uh, he's called in talking about all the politics. As far as, uh, <clears throat> oh, who's DeSantis and Disney, 
Yeah. I yeah. guess Disney's market share has fell $196 billion. Really? I don't think that well, has anything think, to do with DeSantis. You know, because ever since they started supporting this uh, gay agenda and whatnot. That might have more to do with it than DeSantis. Well, and also let's not forget that they purchased Marvel and then proceeded to... Uh, completely destroy it? I mean, not completely, but they're certainly doing a good job at trying to turn it into something it never was. And Star Wars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, old Elon's doing a pretty good job killing Twitter, too, from what I understand. It's not even called Twitter but, anymore. Uh, he already killed it. Just X. Oh, oh, yeah, no one oh, calls oh, it that, oh, though. Oh, oh, well, old Joe Biden telling people you're on X. another... Demanding another four billion from Congress to save the American people from all of these um, hurricanes and wildfires and whatnot, but he wants twenty-four billion to send to the Ukraine. <laughs> wars are more now, expensive. Wars are more expensive. It ain't our damn war. Yeah. Yeah, I have to agree with that. Well, yeah. whose war is it then? It's the Ukrainians and the Russians and the Poles. Uh, and Finland and whoever's next door are going to be consumed by the Russians. And if, and if, if your neighbor came to you and said, together, "Hey, Captain, give me or hey, Major, give me some money," you wouldn't give him some money as a good friend and no. neighbor. I'm not their neighbor. Well, no, no, but if you friend, had a neighbor, I've never met any one of them. They're okay. thousands of miles away. They're people I've never met. All right. Uh, and like, I mean, to the extent that. Like people in Florida and Hawaii, I, these are people I've never met, right? Like personally, I've never yeah. even been to Hawaii. I've been to Florida, so I might know some. I know some people who have family in Florida, so I might, you know, sort of fiduciarily care or at least uh, inquire with my friends that I know have family in Florida and be like, "Hey, is your family okay?" Right? I might go that far as to inquire. Did anybody I know die? I don't care. Right now, uh, it, absent. I think I agree with your stance on that one. Yeah. Absent the government, if something tragic happened somewhere, uh, you know, hurricane in Florida, fire in Hawaii, whatever, and somebody was like, oh, my gosh, some people, you know, need some relief. Uh, we put up a GoFundMe or whatever. You know, here's a hotline you can call and make a donation or whatever. I might be inclined to do so depending on, you know, my mood, my financial well-being, uh, you know, do I have some vested interest in that, you know, or do I just feel like being a nice person because it feels good to give, right? Yeah. I might give some. Now, so what I won't back do... back to the rebuilding of Ukraine. What I won't do is voluntarily give money to people to murder each other. Oh. Right? Uh, instead, that money is taken from me without my consent and used to do so. By well, whoever the uh, the puppet in chief is at any given moment, whether it's Biden or Trump or uh, Obama or Carter or Clinton or Bush one or Bush two, Lord forbid Bush three. Jeb, coming back at you. Yeah, I mean, and I think in regards to using the government as a you know a, a mechanism to institute different charities, first of all, a lot of non-profit type charities take a lot of the money you know they say they're non-profit yeah. but they they take a lot of the money and you can imagine that the government is even worse at doing that oh, right yeah. so any money that uh, any taxpayer dollars that is going towards anything you can assume a lot is being skimmed off the top yeah the char- bigger char- the organization the worse right the way charity organizations work if they're official like 501c3s for example is uh they will take in donations 
they don't work like a corporation does in where their primary motive is profit. However, they do have what they call operating expenses, and that includes employee salaries. So they will have a CEO, if you will, a leader of, of the nonprofit organization. Making who will, half a million a year. Who perhaps. will demand you know, some sort of a salary, commensurate with other leaders of these types of organizations. And then they have all the administrative people, the employees that are hired, plus right. all the expenses of that. they got to probably have an office somewhere, so, maintain some equipment, all that kind of thing. So you're right. They do take yeah. a, a, a bit of that. All that money doesn't so, go to the people who need it. It goes to the administrative costs of those organizations. Yeah. So if I don't like that, then I can choose not to donate when i go to the right. grocery store and they're like can i have a dollar i can say no right uh and what i can do i mean so speaking of hawaii there is a local business somewhere in a small town in new hampshire where my sister lives and it's called island bowls mm-hmm. and they they're they're from hawaii yeah or they're from maui and um they are accepting money and they are donating it to people they know personally who were affected nice nice so those are the type of charity, like, direct action, yeah. you know, and like, that's how that, those are the people I want to support. They're like, hey, we're from this place yeah. and we can literally send these people money in 100 percent of the money that you're donating. Yep. I mean, I, I don't know that for a fact, but I'm going to assume I mean, I, my you know, if I'm gambling, my money's on this random person. Right. Yeah. Versus the freaking Fed. You or know a, what I mean? Or a small transfer fee. Right. right. Well, and in the scenario that I outlined where somebody is a, a 501c3 nonprofit organization, I'm thinking Red Cross, for example, yeah. the right? The, the, the big one. Uh, but any of them, any of these charity organizations, even like your local food bank, yeah. uh, stuff like that, uh, fall under these categories. Uh, if they're run, uh, a successfully run charity is somewhere between 10 and 25% of the funds go to the actual thing that they're trying yeah. to assist so that's like a 75 percent you know goes to administration and costs that's and, a huge and all chunk. That, that's a huge chunk now government takes more yeah more government so, like less than one percent right uh they, they rape you and rape you and rape you for a whole bunch of money and then less than one percent uh, actually goes to like food stamps or you know paying somebody's rent or that type of a thing Now, that pales in comparison because, of course, the budget of the United States government is way out of control and has been for a long, long time since we left the gold standard. That that brings me to my question on FEMA. Now, every government agency is fully funded whenever they uh, do the new budget. So FEMA supposedly was fully funded. Why do they need another $4 billion? Because there's a lot of natural disasters. Oh, because the government... So, uh, your point is valid, Major, but the answer is it is far easier to spend somebody else's money than it is to spend your own. Oh, that's a fact. So, you know, you got a whole bunch of people in charge of spending not their money. Well, they're just going to spend it on whatever the heck they feel like. Well, let, let's also consider what what does fully funded mean mm. when it comes to disaster relief, right? Like if, if they're like, well, we think there's only going to be like seven wildfires in California and one hurricane in Florida, yeah. right? And then Maui burns down. Like, well, we didn't have the funds for that because we didn't budget for that. And we budgeted for seven wildfires in California and one hurricane in Florida. Right. Well, so I think they probably knew Maui was going to burn down, and seeing as how they contributed 
on every point, facet. Point being, natural disasters are unpredictable, and it's hard to budget for unpredictability. So I'm not giving them a pass, right. but I'm answering the question, like, why do they need more? Well, because there were more natural disasters than they anticipated when they put together the budget. Yeah, and if you guess there's going to be an extra wildfire, well, you might have just made yourself culpable. Hmm. Sure, why not? Hadn't thought of that, but yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I think this uh, year we're going to budget for one extra big-ass wildfire. I'm I'm sure they have an economist, right, like some Keynesian economist, like running the numbers. Yeah, wrongly. Wrongly. <laughs> well, obviously, clearly, if they're, if they're asking for more. Yeah. Right, but s- someone has to think about those things when putting together the budget. Like, what is what is this going to cover? How much disaster relief is it going to be? And then they fell short. What what bugs me the most about government is uh, they have the majority of the people under the delusion that they are much smarter. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, like, no kidding. Oh, these people of state, I, it's so intricate and so, you know, we can't possibly understand what they're doing and how difficult their job must be. Well, Actually, we can. Uh, yep. They're just people. They put their pants on one leg at a time. They put their shoes on one foot at a time, just like everybody else. What is happening, however, is there's a whole bunch of people at the top of that crop of people who are going, ha, 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 ha. Look at all this money we've printed. We're getting filthy rich for doing nothing, for making first. nothing, for providing no value at all. Ha, 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 you peasant dumbasses. That's what's happening. Well, well, now that we've depressed everybody talking about government money, I got kind of a cute, funny one. There's there this guy, and uh, evidently a psychic told him that his soulmate was going to be named Janet, and he would meet her, I don't know if he gave any kind of a time frame, but this guy married five Janets trying to find this here girl, okay? Okay. Well, now he's gotten old, and he's got him an RV, He's from one of the crazy coastal states out west. I don't know if it was California or Portland or where the hell he came. Make it from. up. It's a joke. Anyway, to have to have that much faith in something a psychic told you, you know, fifty years ago or some craziness is nuts. So anyway, he's gone on this road trip. It's almost like listening to Ron Paul predictions from the seventies. He's got signs on his Winnebago or whatever saying Janet, call me. He's got all kinds of websites, and he says. Uh, Every now and then he meets one, he says, but most of them get scared off just because the whole concept is so crazy. I mean, I I just can't believe that somebody would be that gullible that long. I I mean... So does he find Janet? There's like no punchline to this. He's on his his damn road trip as we speak. I just heard this a couple days ago. Oh, this was a true story. I thought this was supposed to be a happy story. Yeah, you said you had a couple of funny ones. This isn't funny. Well, it's kind of it's funny how stupid people can be. <laughs> what does the major put on his toast? Uh, I don't know. But uh, <laughs> that's funny. Major, can you top and that one? Butter. What? With peanut butter too. Peanut butter. <laughs> major, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate you. 603-283-6160. Disappointed you didn't get that one, Captain. Uh, uh, I got it. Okay. Just, no, I mean after. No, no. I got. I was expecting him to do it because yeah. he usually does the butt out. Yeah. Okay. Lower right. your expectations, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Try to keep him down. All right. right. You won't be disappointed. Uh, speaking of d- disappointing and depressing news, slaughter bots are here. I thought that was a movie. RoboCop. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at the picture from the from the TV over there or whatever that is, computer. Yeah. And uh, it looks like yeah, monitor, whatever it is. Uh, I feel like a boomer right it, now. I'm it's like, also you know, ironically you know, a magic the, uh, rectangle. So. The computer over there. Um, it, but it it does look like a um a an advertisement for a movie. Like it okay. seems like I'm I'm sitting in the movie theater right now and it's like slaughterbots are here. So this from autonomousweapons.org. Slaughter press release. Slaughterbots are here. The era in which algorithms decide who lives and who dies is upon us. We must act now to prohibit these weapons. So are you sure this isn't a movie advertisement? I'm telling you, it's RoboCop. They did this in RoboCop. This is like the, the start of RoboCop. The autonomous bot, right, programmed to take down criminals, goes haywire and kills innocent people. Uh, history is That's in the, the making. Latin America and the Caribbean Conference on the Social and Humanitarian Impact of Autonomous Weapons. This will be the first ever regional conference on autonomous weapons outside of the CCW. I don't know what that is. As long as they're testing hosted, it out on brown people first. Hosted by the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and Worship in conjunction with the Foundation for Peace and Democracy in Costa Rica. Anyway, that's an ad for those guys. What are lethal autonomous weapons? Slaughter bots, also known as lethal autonomous weapon systems, LAWS. 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 Lethal autonomous weapons systems. I yeah, don't think sounds... this is a coincidence. Not at all. No. Lethal Autonomous Weapons Systems, or Killer Robots. Listen to the laws. Are You must obey the laws. There you go. The Lethal Autonomous Weapons Systems. Uh, these are weapons that use artificial intelligence to identify, select, and kill human targets without human intervention. Whereas in the case of unmanned military drones, the decision to take life is made remotely by a human operator. Oh, so this is only war zone deployment, then. We don't have to worry about this coming to our streets. <laughs> Never. Are you kidding? Have you, have you not seen the request uh, from California law enforcement to arm their robots? No, no I'm aware. Okay. Uh, in the case of lethal autonomous weapons, however, the decision to kill humans is made by the algorithms alone. Slaughterbots are pre-programmed to kill a specific target profile, quote-unquote. Oh, okay, yeah. Minorities. Yeah. <laughs> the weapon is then deployed into an environment where its AI searches for that specific mm. target profile using sensor data such as facial recognition. He fits uh. the description. Yeah. Yeah, how is this different than the regular cops? Oh, I, I, I maintain it's probably worse, but... Yeah, we'll see. When the weapon encounters someone the algorithm perceives to match the target profile, it fires and it kills. Okay. Sounds safe. So what's the problem? No justice, no arrest, no trial. So these are the um, the stormtroopers that are going to be manning the AI drones? Except these have good or aim. Or whatever they are. These have good aim. Yeah. Weapons that use algorithms to kill rather than human judgment are immoral and a grave threat to national and global security. Number one, immoral. Algorithms are incapable of comprehending the value of human life, and so they should never be empowered to decide who lives and who dies. Indeed, the United Nations Secretary, General Antonio Guterres, agrees that 
machines with the power and discretion to take lives without human involvement are politically unacceptable, morally repugnant, and should be prohibited by international law. They're going to use the law to fight the laws. The law. Yeah. I kind of want to... Uh, um, all right. Uh, go ahead. Someone calculates what a human life is worth. Like economists do it all the time. Yep. Right? They they figure it out and they come up with a number. Yep. Right? And people don't like the number because like, oh, you can't put a value on a human life. Yeah. Your life is worth $175,000 or But they like do that. it all the time. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not objecting too harshly to an algorithm doing it either. Uh, well, like what's the difference? Well, an algorithm calculating the value of life is one thing. An algorithm uh, following instructions to kill a human being based on some data given to it. Well, I object to that, obviously. Right. But, cal- you know, they're trying to make it like, oh, the algorithm can't calculate a human life and therefore shouldn't take it. But humans calculate human life and decide whether or not they're going to take it as well. Right. But humans have been known to change their mind in the heat of battle. Okay. Like we've all heard of the drone operator that just can't pull the trigger. I've also heard of like Ford not you know, changing a part on a vehicle because the lawsuits were going to be cheaper than the, you know, the change. That's so. true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, number two, threat to security. Algorithmic decision-making allows weapons to follow the trajectory of the software faster, cheaper, and at greater scale. This will be highly destabilizing on both national and international levels because it introduces threats of proliferation, rapid escalation, unpredictability, and even the potential for weapons of mass destruction. We've got more to talk about slaughterbots, plus more coming up. It's Free Talk Live, the Sunday night edition. Myself, the captain, and Mickey, and, and Richie Rich, and oh wait, no, there's only three chairs. We got some calls on hold. We'll get to those. This Nikki was checking the stain on her shirt momentarily. Again, what would you spill, Nikki? Watermelon? Are you? <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things in the studio, Nikki. I know. Yeah. Sorry, guys. But yeah. here she is. Yeah. In all her glory. Yeah. Well, at least I brought a nice plate of watermelon to share. So. You did. Thank you. Thank you. It's yeah. nice of you. Yeah, You're welcome. We enjoy that stuff. I love watermelon. Because uh, what's my ears? All you want to do a little bit. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. We've been talking about slaughter bots. Slaughter bots. These are AI mm, killing machines. Right. The stuff of uh, science fiction. Previously, up until now. Where the AI is given a set of uh, profile parameters and then unleashed to go and find people who fit these parameters and eliminate their lives. It's totally not racist, though. Without any human interaction. You know, what is racist is a lot of those AI facial recognition things actually struggle separating black folk. Like, that's documented. Well, because they were programmed by white folk, right? I get why. <laughs> That's totally why. No, it's not. 
No, it's that's why it's the because the program by white people. Who I, I mean, don't know how to program like, in there. I don't know what the actual uh, ethnic makeup of computer programmers is, but I I would I'm be willing. It's white. I would be Mostly willing. White and Indian. I, I would. Yeah, I was going to say I'd be willing to bet it's not even half white. Okay. Uh, I'm just saying that from anecdotal experience, having worked in tech companies, and like okay. when you got to go talk to the developers, like sure, customer service might be you know English speaking customer service might be all white. Uh, or tech support, or even QA for that matter. But you go to the devs, and like they're from all over the place, man. Okay. Um, and you know, multi-ethnic, uh, multi-racial. Did you would think they would be able to separate out black folks. I would think so. So I, you know, I failed. have I have no explanation for why that occurs in technology. Okay. Uh, but you accept that it does. I, yeah, I've okay. seen data that seems to point to the fact that yes, indeed, facial recognition uh, has a problem separating persons of color, specifically uh, those that we call black. Fair. Okay. Yeah. And then now this. No, I'm not saying it's fair. Okay. Well, <laughs> but, but I accept the way you the, phrased it. I accept the fair. data points to that. Yes. Okay. Yes. Like you were. I just said black, and you went a roundabout way to get to basically the same thing. Right. Right. Okay. Right. But so, I, I was trying to explain how I did arrive at okay. the conclusion. Like I yeah. saw some data. He's showing and his said, work yeah, with uh, the arithmetic. Long, long division. I'm yeah. just skipping to the end. Yeah. But so you. you have you have software that can't separate them. Yeah. Right. And then you put this in there to eliminate them. Yeah. Well, and like there's already wearable technology designed to obfuscate facial recognition. Okay. Uh, you can get a full face uh, balaclava. That does the thing. I'm trying to remember what uh, comic book it was where the thing just moves around all the time. It's like a white splotch. Oh, uh, uh, Watchmen? Yeah, Watchmen, yeah. Rorschach. 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 Yeah. Uh, And so the thing just sort of moves around. Uh, There's other ones that, um, like, they appear to be a solid color to humans, but to the facial recognition sensors, uh, it gives off all sorts of different things. It reflects in a different way, and it confuses them so that, you know, you're not getting recognized. Um, and there's there's something else I can't remember what it is. There's a certain type of fabric that's being used. Uh, also, uh, recently deployed uh, has been the actual cloak of invisibility. Okay. Right? This is a you know a piece of fabric that you wrap yourself in, and it somehow intelligently derives what the environment you're in looks like, and makes it impossible for somebody to see that you're there. Yeah, I, like in uh, Harry Potter. Just like in Harry Potter and many things before it, right? Uh, this is not a new imagined thing, but like the reality is that science is catching up to science fiction. All right? As it does. S- Slaughterbots are here. This is not something out of Terminator. I mean, maybe it is, but like it is real, mm-hmm. right? Whereas Terminator was fiction, uh, Slaughterbots are nonfiction. So, and, and we'll talk more about that as we go. But first, let's go to some of your calls and thoughts. Uh, let's go to Law Dog calling from Michigan. Law Dog, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah. Um, uh, Andale, Andale. Speedy Mama, Gonzalez? A-I-A-I-O-O. Nellie and the St. Lunatic smoking Somali Wally. That's what they sound like. But how are you, how are you doing tonight, Ian? Uh, Ian is not in the studio tonight. Oh, how about Captain Kickass? That's me. I'm good, thanks. Captain Kickass, can I... Uh, cut a demo tape here with you. I want to audition for your band. <laughs> what do you play? Uh, I don't play anything. I sing. What do you sing? Song by Shelly Pathways a long time ago. She was uh, on the Donna Reed show. 
Well, you... and it was called Johnny Angel. And uh, I want to. I so want to. My sister used to of, sing um, a karaoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen you're to you're gonna you're gonna try to it. sing over your crappy phone connection and. Okay, go yeah, ahead. Here, I'll, I'll go outside just a second. It, it's, it's a song called Johnny Angel. You just but, get lost uh, the best opportunity to just reject here it. a little bit. It goes like this. Right. Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden, he's a crackhead to me. Hunter Biden, it's the big guy. He's cognitively compromised. Joe Biden, please get 46 lobotomized. Nancy Pelosi, you are an old skank, a fascist ice cream eating clown. Take AOC, Heresy, and Gretch Whitless to Chinatown. Six gets you a roll with a free fortune cookie for Eric Swallowed Well for his Cindy Fang Bang Nookie Gavin Newsom. It's free French laundry bread, and for you, my hunter boy, it's crack for you, crackhead, Miss Terry. <laughs> Time for a lawsuit against that brain-dead 46. Monetary Halloween treats for dirty defense diaper Joseph's He's dirty tricks. Oh, you got to love it. It's going nationwide because oh, I God. am bad like ZZ Top. Law Dog, thank you for the call, man. We appreciate it. Uh, Don't we have a buzzer or something? <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Yeah, we'll work on that. We'll get our producers on it. Um, I can't really get the hook. Get the hook. (laughs) What would be great, what would be great, but probably never happen, is if someone out there in listener land uh, with, uh, you know, some audio mixing skills were to uh, download tonight's episode after it's done, uh, take his singing, you know, just edit that out and capture that. Run it through an auto-tune? Run it through an auto-tune so that it's in tune, uh, and then, like, put a beat to it. Yeah, right? and like, and then call you know, yeah, you know, okay. email it to us or whatever, you know, mark at freetalklive dot com. This is your homework <laughs> assignment, Scooby. Somebody, uh, Let's give Scooby, give him something uh, to do besides working on his. I don't think I don't, he listens to the show. Yeah, I don't. He doesn't strike me as a man with that kind of skills. Okay, yeah. or maybe any at all. I'm not sure. It's all hard right. to tell. Uh, but yeah, I can imagine that happening. Uh, let's move on to this uh, unscreened caller. What's your name, please? Dagwood. Dagwood. Is this Blondie? Is this yeah, Skyler again? I got disconnected. Is this Skyler again? No. No? Let's find out what he wants to talk about. All right, what's your name? Dagwood. Dagwood? Dagwood. All right, what's on your mind? I have a question. You guys familiar with like HOA's home associations? Ho- homeowners associations. I have some yes, experience sir. with those, yes. Okay, well, here's my question. We have a, it's basically a therapeutic animal to cat for my wife. And they made it into a, I guess, the bylaws now, but where you can't own, a, what do you call them, a service animal or whatever that is, therapeutical part is. Yeah. Okay. What's Can the they question? do that legally? It, well, what state are you in? I'm in a, I own a condominium, 1,200 square footage, and I've been there for like nine years, and we've had this cat there for seven of the years. And the homeowners just made a, I guess, a rule or a law, I guess it's called, yeah. that you can't have any type of animal under any circumstances. I they would, can't really do that, can they? Uh, well, I mean, it depends on how chummy they are with the law, I guess. Um, my understanding is that if you purchased, 
your condominium under a certain set of bylaws uh, for the HOA that you should be able to be grandfathered in if your residence is there. Right. And you've had, right. and it's been known to them that you've had this pet the whole time. Yeah. That's my understanding. Which, now, yeah, I could man. be wrong. I'm not an attorney. So, you know, consult your local, uh, if you have uh, somebody, an organization, uh, sometimes a, a renter's guild or a uh, something like that will be available depending on what state it's in. Or just run it's to be on the board of directors, right? Yeah. Go work within the system to make changes within the system. Yeah, HOA and is. That's the thing. I have talked to an attorney, and he's also said that it's kind of BS. So I'm not understanding why they keep pushing it because I am grandfathered in. They all agreed to it. But well, now in the new bylaws that they've written up, that they've said grandfathering is not allowed anymore. That's kind of crazy, especially for a cat. It like. It's only for one cat that's been there for I, seven that's, years. Honestly, and it doesn't go in any common areas or anything like yeah. that. So. I mean, well, you must live in a pretty small place then, or like, um, like whatever you know what I mean. Square footage. No, but I mean, not not square footage. Like the amount of oh. people that are within the homeowners association, because it's pretty common to have. Like cats are a pretty common animal that people have in apartments and condos and right. trailers and stuff like 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 the typical HOA establishments. I mean, cats are like easy, common, clean animals. It's yeah, not it like, would be like you have a vicious dog or something. And that's where it all started, is one of the owners had a little dog that would keep yapping throughout the night, and I think that's what stirred up the whole pot. Yeah. And instead of, you know, singling out that one person, they just decided to do to everybody. Well, so break the rule, keep your cat. Right? Oh, I am, absolutely. And, and then it's, sue them, because that's that's the only... You know, you already got an attorney, right? That's within the confines yes, of our current system. That's the recourse. Yeah, right. You, you have to yeah, go get an adjudicated at situation. So, but then I also like Richie Rich's idea of you running to be on the board of the HOA. Oh, that was kind of okay. I don't. I wouldn't mind being in there. I just don't like the drama and the politics that go along yeah, with all that. I don't I'd blame you. Stay by myself. Well, and just without people do like you doing do. that kind of thing, though, this is what HOAs do. Uh, they, you know, Man, HOAs true. in their current existence, like in a free market, an HOA is, in my mind, a good idea for communities, right? Yes, to a point, I agree. Uh, but under the current, uh, we'll call it a tyranny of law, HOAs become predatory. And what I mean uh, by yeah. that is... Um, they will do things to try and oust certain people from the community in order to reap the benefits of that property selling at a higher rate. Yeah, you know as well as I do right now that property prices are, are through the roof. They're in demand, right? Yeah, yes, uh, There's more demand than there is supply, and so it's ridiculous the amount of money. So, like, there could be ulterior motives going on here with the HOA regarding you. I don't know if... Eliminating the government actually removes that motivation, though, for an HOA. I think that's kind of just like the nature of them. Yeah. Well, so what it does is having the government gives the HOA an agency of violence with which to implement their evil, whereas uh, in the absence right. of government, they have to do it through the community process. Right, but the... They the, have the, to develop their own processes for that stuff. True, but the community process still would have some sort of recourse to oust someone. Sure. But it wouldn't be, be calling the monopoly on violence to come and, you know, arrest yeah, somebody. Be calling the private 
provider right, of violence. My next, does, don't I have to like engage in some way for a little, like you said, violence or something for them to be engaged in that way? Well, don't don't get violent over the cat. No, right? no, like, I'm use... not. But I'm just saying this. I'm I stay by myself. I don't talk to anybody there. My wife and I just yeah. do our thing. We talk to certain people. But you've but got the I, attorney. I you've got the attorney. Yeah, See absolutely. if you can file a civil case. Well, and we, that's what we planned, but we were just hoping, okay. you know, that they would just knock it off and we wouldn't have to go that far. I was yeah. just kind of wondering if there's any callers that might know any more information about it. Or I mean, un- it's just stupid in my eyes. You, you can throw it out to the callers, but you, you have a local attorney, right? Like yes. that's, he's going yeah. to be the best source of information. Uh, and if he's not, right, then find one that is because yeah. they've got access to the local law books. And okay. if you're already paying him, you know, a retainer or whatever for his services, right, a sternly worded letter from the attorney, right, may have some weight with the HOA because when they receive that sternly worded letter from the attorney, right, they can foresee a lawsuit on the horizon and may act to prevent okay. that. Yeah, kind of a shot across the bow. Yeah. So I'm wondering, okay, what happened with the dog? Did the people with the dog move out or did they get rid of their dog? They sold their place and they left. Wow, and there's okay. another person that has a bird, so one that, you know, just took every now and then, and they're in the process of selling as well. Wow, so, so they so people are just leaving. Oh, they're they like, are. Well, it's, I have an animal, so I'm going to leave. Before you huh. leave, release right two now, rabbits. Well, they didn't like those people to begin with. And, um, clear, so. so, and I'm, I'm wondering, so have you already tried to have, like, a human interaction with the board or whoever to be like, hey, we have a cat. It doesn't really do anything, you know, it's quiet, it's not messy, it's not destroying the plate. Like, there's no reason why I shouldn't be able to have my cat. Have you already tried to have that conversation and that just didn't really go anywhere? Yes, ma'am. We've okay. talked to every single, there's five people on the board, that's the five. We talked to every single one of them and every one of them has a different answer. But when they get together, it seems like they have one solid answer. Okay. I don't know if that sense. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, no, I appreciate it. Just I was curious if there's any other law that may have just helped me out in the yeah. process. I mean, give out the number. You can see if somebody. Yeah, six zero three two eight three six one six zero. If you think uh, you have some more information to help our caller here, uh, feel free thank to you. call us back and let us know how this turns out. And thank you for the call tonight. Uh, that was interesting. I I don't like HOAs currently. Right? Yeah, I see potential with some type of an HOA organization, community organization, in the absence of government. Not the exact same, you know, HOA as it exists, yeah. but uh, that's probably for a different night. Uh, let's go on to this unscreened caller. You are live on Free Talk Live. What's your name, please? Oh, Oliver. Hey, Oliver. Where are you calling from? Uh, uh, Chester, Virginia. Okay. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, well, now backwards on my mind. That's an awful story, man. I mean, dang. They're yep. going to take the, you know, especially when somebody gets older, they got a pet, you know, and I mean, you get their best friend there when you come home or hang out every day. And look at that. Now, I mean, you know, I got a girlfriend that's the president of one of them HOA things. Mm-hmm. And we was, I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, solar and wind power, it ain't going to work. But, if I had enough money to put some on my roof, I, I, it'd be great. You know what I mean? Might end up paying off, and certainly you'd have some power when the when the, when the uh, when the when the lines go down or something. Maybe 
Yep. But she says, no, all, all neighborhood has trees, so the people got to cut it, got to maybe top a tree here and there so it can get some sun on the soil. So she, just, she goes around telling everybody how high that bush can be and what all of this mailbox got to be painting. And that. I just feel bad about that. But anyway, the, the reason I called was uh, Tennessee. I heard you talking about the taxes when you crossed the Georgia line. Yeah. And uh, – so what that is is uh, they have no uh, payroll tax in Tennessee. Okay. Therefore, they make it up with the uh, sales tax. Uh, here in Virginia, it's like 4.5%. In Tennessee, it might be 10 11% back 15 years ago when I was working out there. Anyway, and the other thing was, uh, you know, uh, I wanted to know what y'all's thoughts was on the uh, Biden, you know, particularly Hunter and Joe. And, uh, I'm against him. Well, thank you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What was the question? What the are Bidens? Feelings? The Bidens. Oh. Yeah. Hunter and Joe Biden. Yeah, like Hunter and Joe, because, you know, um, like you talked about watching the TV, yep. you know, uh, there's some pretty damning information that's going to come out here. And, and you listen to certain TV stations and they won't talk about it. And even, even my other TV station, now they're getting to where it seems like they're kind of, I'm a radio man. That's why I'm listening was, to you. Was there something specific about them you wanted us to comment on, or just how we feel about the family in general? Well, it appears that they're taking a whole lot of money that took it. The man was over there bribing uh, the fellow that, that was investigating the company that Hunter was working for. You know, he, he, like his, he told everybody right in front of everybody. That uh, I told him, you know, I got a billion dollars on this airplane. We're leaving in six hours, and you're going to fire that investigator. And son of a bee, you know, I mean, yeah, this guy's over here giving interviews. The the brass of Joe Biden to admit all the illegal things he's done. And some time ago, I don't know if this was pre-election or post-election. Uh, you you might be able to look this up. There's like one of those long form interviews with Joe Biden, or like at the beginning of his political career and in the interview they you know, they talked about like, well, how does it work? And I don't remember the exact quote, but he basically said, well, th- these people come to me and they ask me for a favor and they give me some money for it. And then I do them a favor. Right. And he just admitted that like his, yeah. he started taking bribes from, you know, right. the beginning. Um, and in the seventies, I guess nobody cared cause he got elected. Right. He was like the young I guy at not. the time. Right, but from then he he exposed it, and nobody cared. So when he goes up to the you know the World Economic Forum or wherever he said that, and just bragged about you know bribing an official for dropping a case or whatever, like that's consistent with his entire career, um, and nobody does anything about it. And honestly, I don't really expect anything more from politicians. You know what I okay. mean? I, I'm just going to assume that most politicians are accepting bribes and, you know, they're doing things. But they don't talk about it. But it, And that's the thing. So they, they keep it under wraps. But, I mean, like, you can assume that almost all politicians, especially high up ones, yeah. are doing things like that. Yeah. Um. So, like, I'm not surprised by it. little surprising that he's just openly admitting it in the 70s. These days, he's, you know, clearly senile and very confused. Now he just so, lies about everything. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it's just, to me, you know... The biggest issue with Joe Biden right now is the fact that he is unfit to even like he can't take care of himself. I mean, he's 
clearly senile. He needs like elderly care. I mean, he needs memory care. Like he needs to be should be in hospice. Yeah, like no, that's the thing. And it's Send like, why are we electing these politicians who it's like, you know, should they? Because it's better have, than Trump, man. It's well, it's Trump. just embarrassing. It's like they have one foot on the banana peel and the other in the grave. Like, what is the point? Any decision that the Bidens make or any decision that Mitch McConnell makes is not going to affect them because they're about to die. Hey, uh, thank you for the call tonight. We appreciate you. 603-283-6160. We've got more of your calls. And if we have time, we'll talk more about Slaughterbots. This is Free Talk Live, the Sunday night edition. segment of the Sunday night edition of Free Talk Live. The captains, uh, well, tomorrow technically is the four-year anniversary of my first appearance ever here on Free Talk Woo-hoo. Live. Outside, like, I called in a few times as a listener, uh, but I never called in as Captain Kickass. I was called in as some other, I'd make something up, Freedom Guy or, yeah. you know, something like that. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, the first time was on the Labor Day weekend. There was a, you know, somebody needed the day off, long holiday weekend, whatever. There was a seat open, and I got invited, and I just never left. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still here. And the show is better off for it. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, 603-283-6160 if you want to join us. I do want to say thank you to tonight's amplifier, Leah. We want to thank you for being a silver-level amplifier. Uh, that means Leah gives 5 bucks a month to the AMPS program over at amps.freetalklive.com. What is the AMPS program? Well, it stands for Amplifier. And the idea is that you contribute some quantity of money to this show to help us advertise, market, promote, and support the message of freedom. That usually translates into us getting on more radio stations. We're currently on, I think, 180 ish that's the goal radio stations. radio stations yeah we could be on 200 250 300 radio stations not out of the question it really is up to you if you enjoy the show the premise of the philosophy of freedom the perspective of peace liberty uh and prosperity that we bring uh then please consider becoming an amplifier i think it's the best use of your charity liberty dollar uh, because, you know, the more people that come to the philosophies of freedom, the more free we'll all be. So thank you again, Leah, for your contribution. We appreciate you. You can find out more over at amps.freetalklive.com. That's amps.freetalklive.com. All right, let's move back to Slaughterbots, because uh, it is a reality and no longer science fiction. Terms like slaughterbots and killer robots remind people of science fiction movies like The Terminator, which features a self-aware human-like robot assassin. This fuels the assumption that lethal autonomous weapons are of the far future, but that is incorrect. 
In reality, weapons which can be autonomously, I'm sorry, in reality, weapons which can autonomously select, target, and kill humans already exist. A 2021 report by the UN Panel of Experts on Libya documented the use of a lethal autonomous weapon system hunting down retreating forces. Since then, there have been numerous reports of swarms and other autonomous weapon systems being used on battlefields around the world. The accelerating rate of these use cases is a clear warning that the time to act is quickly running out. Or past, if it's already being yeah. deployed, like the moment is missed. They do have some uh, additional information. I mean, they're turning drones, you know, they're getting rid of like fireworks and turning those into like drone light shows. Right. So can you imagine a swarm of synchronous drones just raining fire on wherever they're targeting? Right. And the thing about drones, too, is like they don't have to be big. They can be small, but if they operate in a large enough quantity, they can actually be more damaging than a large drone. Yeah. Right. Uh, they can, you know, shield a portion of the swarm from, you know, any sort of counterattack yep. uh, while it's happening. They can break up into, you know, multiples. They can, you know, instead of being one big swarm, they can be two smaller swarms or multiple smaller swarms, depending on the number involved in the swarm already. Harder to shoot them down because yeah. you got to shoot all of them down. Right. Yeah. Uh, imagine being attacked by uh, millions of deadly bumblebees. Right, that's harder to defend than being shot at by or having a bomb dropped on you. Right. Okay, I see where you're coming from. I don't know if I. Okay. Continue. Uh, they have a couple of links here for like the first documented. I think use. I could outrun bumblebees more than I outrun a bomb. Yeah, the bomb does sound a little bit more dramatic. <laughs> have you not seen the episode of Black Mirror where they have the swarm of the? No. So all right, yeah, in okay. in the episode, I was thinking maybe like a hawk. In the episode, uh, they they do a take on. Uh, we all know the bee population is dwindling, and there's some people who are concerned because the bees got to pollinate the the flowers of the plants in order for the plants to do their thing. And if yeah. the bees die off, well, we're not going to have any food. Yeah, right. Or it's a ba- bee movie is, is, is basically right. Basically, the assumption here. So, what happens is uh, some you know upcoming tech company invents uh, drone bees. They did that, yeah. Right. And so now these drones are, you know, released out into the wild and they go around pollinating plants or whatever. And of course, the tech company had to uh, leave a a back door, if you will, for the government to, you know, have some sort of, you know, use the bees sensors, right, to, you know, whatever, whatever it needed to do to spy on people or whatever the hell it was going to do. And so somebody hacked this new technology and started uh it would put up a, a thing on social media and have people vote on who should die should oh, it be this gosh. guy that guy or the other guy or why and it was always like a celebrity or somebody in the news right oh this person made the news uh who do you want to die and they'd vote on this and then the swarm would go and attack that person that's crazy okay. um this isn't i mean this is charlie brooker from you know, five seven years ago right but this stuff is available now. No, I've heard about the pollinating yeah. drones. Right. So, like, this is no longer science fiction, is what I'm saying. Uh, they have a couple of links here that say first documented use of a lethal autonomous weapon, March of 2021, and the first documented use of a drone swarm in combat, June of 2021. Um, they ask the question, of course, what's being done about it? Well... Nothing. Complaining. The International Committee of the Red Cross position, uh, we do not need to be resigned to an inevitable future with slaughterbots. 
The global community has successfully prohibited classes of weaponry in the past, from biological weapons to landmines, both of which exist. So their their prohibition didn't really do Yeah, they're anything. not really doing a good job. Uh, and with those efforts, the International Committee of the Red Cross recommends that states adopt new legally binding rules to regulate lethal autonomous weapons. Importantly, the International Red Cross does not recommend a prohibition of all military applications of AI, only of specific types of autonomous weapons. There are many applications of military AI already in use that do not raise such concerns, such as automated missile defense systems. What they have to do is wait for all of the larger militaries to get their hands on the technology and build up an armory of these things, mm-hmm. right, and then prohibit everyone else from doing so as well. Wait, say that again? Uh, you let the big, you know, the big militaries, like yeah. the United States, Russia, China, yeah. to build up their arsenal of these little killer dro- robot drones, yeah. and then you pass the international law that none of these smaller states are allowed. And how does that help prevent anyone from having these? It doesn't, it doesn't but that's just what's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, you're making a prediction. Yeah. I thought you were offering a solution. Sorry. No, I, well, I this, again, the, the, I think he's being realistic. No yeah. <laughs> the solution is that, you know, the, like... Ernie Hancock's on the air now, right? So one of the things I got from him is if, if they can, then they are. Right. Yeah. Right? So if if it's possible for those things to be used for nefarious purposes, they are. then the, you can rest assured they, they are already using it for nefarious purposes. Right. Well, we've already seen, uh, uh, what was the, uh, birds are not real. Yeah, that's or, a weird one. Right. Well, that was a result of the bird drones. Yeah. Right? So we know that those exist. We know they have insect drones already. Right. Uh, and so, I mean, so you can't prohibit it. It's out in right, the open. Right. There's no, there's no stopping it. It's what can you do? How are you going to live with it? Right. And how are you going to be, how are you going to prevent yourself from being targeted by it? So in my opinion, the only, uh, defense here is for all of this information to become available openly. I mean, that's we a just, good start. We just broadcast it. It's open. It's out there. These were well, reports from two I, years ago. I mean, uh, more specifically, like, if I could 3D print one of these drones myself. Okay. Right? Now everybody has the ability to print and use these, okay. right? And so that will level the playing field in, you know, some way. In well, the same way, uh, the, having the ability to 3D print a gun sort of levels the playing field and sort of, sure. you know, wins the, the, the debate on gun control and all that kind of thing. Because once once people can manufacture their own weaponry, right, the laws sort of go out the door. Well, okay, so let's, let's hypothetically, you're manufacturing your own drone yeah. and someone else has their drone swarm come at you, right? And your drone swarm goes out and defends against those drones. Right. You have no idea who sent them. So True. you're con- you're constantly under attack by an unknown threat that you can't repel because it's just drone on drone warfare. And so it's an arms race. Like you got to continue to 3D print your drones to repel their threat without knowing who's trying to attack you. Right. It's not Star Wars the Clone Wars, it's Earth the Drone Wars. There you go. Interesting. But it's already there. I mean it's 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 good to have that defense line of defense. Yes. But it's insufficient to keep you safe in the long run. Right. It's kind of like, you know, if one nation only has nuclear weapons, then every other nation becomes their bitch. Right. But if all the nations have nuclear weapons, then they all got to figure out how to cooperate and get along. Which is why they'll ban it after the big ones get it. Right. Uh, we can talk more about this, of course, but let's go to some of your calls and thoughts. We've got Gigi calling from South Carolina. Gigi, you're on Free Talk Live. 
Oh, excuse me. You for put down the bong, Gigi. Here, everyone. Good evening. Take I have a bit of information I hope will assist the gentleman who called about he and his wife with the cat. Oh, the oh, HOA. Nice. Yeah, thank you. I am not living in his municipality, so it's a different jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. However, I feel it's always important to help because knowledge is power and don't let anyone screw you over. I love okay. It. So what but, do you know, Gigi? Yeah, I can barely hear you guys. Is it my phone or the mm-hmm. connection? It might be the connection. We can hear you just fine, so go ahead. Okay, perfect. And last week, I thought my time was up. That's why I hung up and my husband said, <laughs> they're calling you, Gigi. Where are you? Oh, <laughs> uh, it's all right. It happens Sorry all the time. about that, guys. No okay. worries. You're keeping For us in suspense. gentleman who called, and I conversed with my husband prior to calling the show just now as well, mm-hmm. it is known in the legal community as detrimental reliance when you rely upon something in good faith prior to in other words this gentleman had already established residency living in the condo therefore bylaws after the fact cannot be enforced legally because if you rely upon it and it's to your detriment it ain't gonna work it's not kosher and good luck in the HOO attempting to enforce something after the fact when this gentleman had already established his residency, I mean, either as the owner or a leaser, if, a sub-renter, if whatever board, you want to call it. If board of directors it, in the HOA aren't so the allowed to change anything. detrimental reliance, and it would be very, very difficult for okay. an HOA to enforce a bylaw or bylaws, whatever the fact may be, after the fact. He should not worry. Okay. Richie Rich, you had something to say? Well, I mean, uh, HOAs have board of directors, and they're there to do a thing, right? And if they're not allowed to, like, make changes to the rules, Mm -hmm. then functionally, what is their purpose? And... If the rule changes don't affect anyone in the HOA, well, what is the, the point? The phrase that all of you were using earlier, grandfathered in, yeah. is not only an acceptable legal argument for residential purposes, but it's also used professionally within many employment entities. So, so the board of directors of an HOA, when they change the rules of the HOA, that only affects people who join new after the people. fact. Okay. People coming in with a brand new purchase of the condo okay. or leasing it from a condo owner, those are the individuals that will then be affected. Yes, they can make new changes. Yes, they can make new bylaws. However, you cannot be... Doesn't that make enforcement difficult? To your detriment prior to the fact. So it's for new purchasers and new residents. I mean, theoretically, then, if you have like a nine unit HOA, right, you have nine separate bylaws that everyone is operating under? Say that again. I don't hear you. 
uh, I said theoretically you have a, you have an HOA with nine units, nine houses participating in the HOA. Okay. Right, and everyone came in at a different time, so everyone is operating under a different set of bylaws. That is absolutely correct. So there's no Just uniformity like when a across new the rules. Owner of an apartment building okay. or a duplex or sure. a house takes over so how the do you... existing lease for the renter I got or it. rentors. I got it, but how do you, inf- still how do you in enforce nine different sets of rules? Expires. How do you how do you enforce nine different sets of rules? It seems like by it would be an lease. enforcement nightmare. By the oh, lease so it's agreement, per lease. by the date of purchase and or yeah. entering unit for subleasing. Yeah. That's so what so it, everyone that's has what a different contract. Upon. Right. So someone that who comes in there and they're exactly like, well, you can't correct. have a cat. Yeah. Right. I go like, well, he's got a cat. And I go like, well, like, he well, signed his like six months ago. So he, he can have a cat. You well, can't. that is yeah. what's known as being grandfathered in as well as the legal phrase detrimental reliance and it also works for credit cards and consumers that is a federal law well i mean this sounds like it's good news for our caller yeah at least uh gigi's been uh you know tell the gentleman hopefully he is listening or if he does call in every municipality and by that i mean county in every state of the country has a phrase known as detrimental reliance. All right. Well, thank you for the call tonight. Oh, 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 oh wait. Hang on. Oh, oh, hang on. Oh, wait. Hang on. Are you still you there? Hold on. You're still there. All right. She just told you to hold on. Oh, she's telling me to hold, hold on? on? She told you to hold on. I'm on hold. You're on right. hold. Right. The bylaws can always be changed <laughs> if it will affect in a positive or a harmful manner to the property itself. In other words, all nine units, as Richie stated. Okay, all right. But every municipality has what's called, it's it's called um, legislative history. If you go to law school or if you go to study as a paralegal, the phrase is called legislative history or legislative histories. But law libraries are open to anyone in the community, anybody. And law librarians are wonderful resources. They teach, they guide, they mentor. And detrimental reliance is a big issue in landlord-tenant and small claims court. Gigi, thank you so much for the call tonight. We appreciate you as always. Uh, And hopefully, uh, I'm trying to remember the guy's name. Oh yeah, uh, I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember his name. Dagwood but from Tennessee. Something Wood. Yeah, yeah Dagwood. Dagwood. Yes, thank you. Uh, That's what I said. Oh, I thought you <laughs> no, said. No, I was just. I, I was literally repeating what you said. I thought you said Deadwood. <laughs> oh, like South Dakota, Deadwood. Okay, no. Yeah. Uh, moving right along, let's go. No, to, Richie, that wasn't it. It's what Nikki said. Let's go to Sarah in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, uh, here in Albuquerque, we have these um, autonomous killing uh, robots. Uh, no, they're just drivers. No, no, we have these uh, downtown like arms that block the roads, that you know stop the crazy. I guess the boombox they had the um, I don't know these cruising people a long time ago. That's Albuquerque culture. The doof doof machines. The low riders that bounce up and down, and and oh, I think I they did those. like drive drive by shootings on top of that too. Wow. So. <laughs> So and then um, they got the ghetto blasters booming, and so they um, put all these arms. But to you're block not in the, the ghetto, right? 
I really no, want to get like a ghetto blaster and an iPhone. Just put that together. Well, they call that a ghetto blasters because or, or the boom boxes, the car boom boxes. So that they were doing this all over downtown for decades. When I came when I came here twenty years ago, they were doing that, and. Yeah, so they blocked. They this, uh, recently they blocked all of downtown, and one of them got busted. Some of them just kind of like the roundabout in the South Valley. You just go right over it while, while you're drunk. Kind of they demolish one of these, so they want to. They're trying to find who did it, okay. and yeah, so it's just they find it necessary to block all these roads downtown for for many several reasons well, but, well why do you care you don't use the roads well i don't actually i don't i'm i'm you know what i don't come out of the house after five o'clock i'm i'm usually i'm senior citizen you sure. know i used to run around all night long when i in my 20s stay up at two in the morning and running around downtown Were you a party girl no, no. I just like the nightlife. You know, the I. So, I yes. did she liked the nightlife. She liked to boogie. Yeah, people dancing. Did you and, disco? You know, the, I used to disco. Yeah, like yeah, I liked Roller all that disco. partying and loud music and all that stuff. And it was kind of fun to see all the cruising people um, that play their music loud. I mean, it was kind of entertaining, but it just for people that live there. Must be really annoying. Yeah, I could see that. They have, they have, yeah, yeah, they have these condos that are very expensive. I think three thousand dollars a month to rent downtown or something. And those people don't want to hear all this. And then they did a lot of shootings also downtown. I'm surprised those out, are still going for three thousand dollars a month if there's shootings and a, all the riffraff. You, you know, think what road it, the value I, would go down. You know, what road people I do have a grievance with. Mm-hmm. Not like it, Eric, the motorcycles. <laughs> Oh, yeah, when, the, the, when they yeah, ride in groups motorcycle. and they just like they block traffic and they're like, oh, yeah, we're just going to let everyone run the red light so we can stay together as a group and inconvenience you. And I've never seen a group of bikers run red lights. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Mm. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm, I've, I've, I've never seen that. it. I've never seen it. Uh, you I must get, be mistaken. I mean, no, I, I'm not with you guys. Oh, I lived goodness. in Sturgis for a period of time and like, I mean... I saw hundreds of thousands of motorcycles all roll into that place and roll yeah. out and occupy the place. And okay. like I don't remember ever. See- I mean, they closed the entire downtown, which is where the majority of the stoplights were. No, so. they've got their two little leaders, and one will block traffic on one side, and one will stop traffic on the other side, and everyone will flow through. Really? I've never seen that happen. I will find a video oh, for you. Oh, I'm sure. I, I believe you. But <laughs> okay. I think, you know, speaking of different sorts of cyclists, I think, you know, regular Bicyclists? Bicyclists. No, no, no. You know who I don't like? Unicyclists. Because <laughs> what if that one wheel goes bad? You don't even have a backup. You can't even do a wheelie home. You're done. You got to carry the thing. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Mm. Anyways, they're just annoying and they get in the way. At least with a motorcycle, they kind of follow the same rules of the road and no, the they same don't. like etiquette. I just, I but just that's, pointed that doesn't, it out. It doesn't happen in New Hampshire, it really. It does. Not. Whatever. Maybe maybe it does. I've never seen a motorcyclist hop I'm, off their bike and stop traffic. No, they don't hop off their bike. They just pull in front. Like so they're you're at the cross. Yeah. Right. Their light turns green and they'll stop in front of the crossing traffic on one side 
and another one will stop on the traffic on the other side. Yeah, see, I've never... And they'll run I've through the green, and then their light will turn red, yeah. and because they've blocked traffic, yeah. the rest of the the rest of the riding crew just flows yeah, through. Yeah, no, I've never seen that before. But my beef with the cyclists is they're kind of in the way. They like try to stay kind of off to the side sometimes, Maybe. but sometimes they're with traffic, but they can't go fast You're enough to about the actually... Bicyclists? The okay. bicyclists, right. yeah. They, they don't actually move fast enough to be going with traffic. It's like, get on the sidewalk. And they also don't abide the rules of the road more so, more so. absolutely sarah mm-hmm. well you know far, far as that i actually i was told that we had 500 spot fires in other words they have these recordings if there was a gunshot downtown they could detect that and they also detect the noise so yeah because the, they, they, have... they got microphones listening for that stuff it's creepy right isn't it computerized a spot fire so if, if somebody's paying like the to buy property downtown, we saw a small spot of property. They wanted like three hundred thousand dollars for just the land. There's nothing on it. So I mean, if you if it's that expensive, you probably want to be safe. So they don't want all this. That's why they have five five hundred spot fires to detect guns. Um, yeah, they're really serious about keep making the downtown safe because it's gotten out of control before. You know. Safe at the so. expense of freedom. Yeah. Hey, Sarah, thank you for the call. We appreciate it. Um, That's like her favorite thing. I, I also would like to take issue with uh, bicyclists referring to themselves as bikers. Okay. I think that that's, you know, Misleading. bikers are motorcyclists and bicyclists are just that. Yeah. Or cyclists. Stop yeah. cyclists. culturally appropriating me, bicyclists. Anyway, we're out of time. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you, Richie Rich. Thank you, Captain. Thank you to our callers and, of course, all of our listeners. If you missed any part of the program, find the archives over at freetalklive.com. Thanks and peace. This is Mark Edge with Free Talk Live. Mark Warden with PorcupineRealEstate.com is one of the best real estate agents I've ever worked with. I've been through about two dozen real estate transactions in my life, and I feel like I know what I'm doing, but there's always the things that you don't know that you don't know. Mark Warden with PorcupineRealEstate.com found a problem with the house that I was buying that ultimately saved me $65,000. He's a consummate professional, holds his people to his own high standards, and I would unequivocally recommend him for any real estate purchase in New Hampshire. Don't sell yourself short. Contact porcupinerealestate.com.